What's our next move? You tell me. Gotta get off this rock, Chuck. Get back to the mainland. Whatever the hell's going on here, it's bad. Don't worry, partner. They're not gonna catch us. That's right. We're too smart for them. Yeah, we are, aren't we? You know, this place makes me wonder. Yeah, what's that, boss? Which would be worse? To live as a monster? Or to die as a good man? <laughs> Listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 231. Welcome back to the Buzz Kill Podcast, where today we get loaded on craft artisanal water and role play as detectives in. We're losing our patience. Ah! <laughs> what? I'm losing my patience. Ah, not those kinds of patience. Like, oh. uh, like, uh, was that, like. Was that your best Arnold Schwarzenegger you just did? Ah! <laughs> ah! Uh, I saw a video the other day of I think Chris Jordan might have posted it where it was somebody took a bunch of videos of cats but then replaced their meows oh my with. God, dude, <laughs> I watched that entire thing at least four or five times. I died every single time. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. Uh, What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And, uh, yeah, today we're watching cat videos. Uh, that's what we're actually going to be uh, discussing later on on the Tofu. It's, uh, we've officially become a cat video review show. Oh, dude, are we, re- are we recording on April 1st this year? That would be the best April Fool's joke. Are we? we just become the cat, the cat kill podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, because then we'd end up with a fucking Netflix documentary about us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's free. Uh, it's free advertising, <laughs> free publicity. right? Publicity. <laughs> there is no bad press. Shit. Um, yeah. No. Today. Uh, yes, we're losing our patience. Couple of uh, psycho patients, if you will. Couple of fucking. Sort of. Couple of fucking psychopaths running around. A couple dude. of psychos. A couple of eels. You know. Yo. Which. Eels. I'm gonna need you to explain to me what the fuck the eels had anything to do with that movie. Eels freak me out. By the way. They, sure, I agree with you. Like if it was a horror movie called like Eels, right? There was a like there was a, a sci-fi movie that was made that was all about like blood-sucking eels or whatever. Like they were like the the big bad sci-fi movie monster. Yeah. That made sense, right? Yeah. I think it was called Blood Lake or something like that. That made sense. Yeah. I for the life of me, I spent two and a half hours watching one of these movies. For the life of me, I can't figure out what the eels had anything to do with There's it. There's a scene where he fucking explains it. <laughs> he doesn't though, because I know we, we'll get there. <laughs> I know I say that, but we're we are going to have that discussion. Uh, that's happening. It's coming, uh, James. Before the, we get there, though, the screeching eels. By the way, screeching eels. The, yes. No, the scre- No, the the screeching eels from uh, uh, Princess Bride. Oh, the best, the, the the best of all the eels. Yeah, those are the freakiest yeah. eels in all of cinema. Okay, uh, a new show for next month. Eels. Eels. <laughs> Eels, because e, because eels need some redemption after this week. <laughs> yes, and and I want to really watch that Mighty Boosh uh, episode about the eels. Eels. 
God, Chris Jordan's all over this episode oh. already. Um, okay, I, real quickly, this this could have been a correction, but I don't want it to be. I know that later on in your news, you're going to be talking about Willy's Wonderland. Yes. Right? Yeah. Remember when I was calling it Wally's Wonderland and I couldn't figure out why? I think it was Wiley's, wasn't it? I think you were calling it or Wiley's. Wiley's. Yeah, Wiley. It was Wiley's Wonderland. Yeah. The reason that I was calling it Wiley's Wonderland is because it was originally called Wally's Wonderland. Oh. And I think I smashed the two together. Yeah. And got Wiley's. So it was okay. Wally's and Willie's. Yeah. That's it. So I'm not a complete moron. I figured well, that out. The- <laughs> jury, jury's still out on that one, but. That's fair. But I was I was listening to something about it the other day, though, and I was like, yeah, it was originally called Wally's. Like, that's why I thought it was called Wiley's. So. Was it the working replaced- title? Yeah, it was called uh, Wally's Wonderland, but then they had, there was some, they had to change the name because of like a copyright or something like that. Oh. There was like something already called that, maybe, or there was something they couldn't. I use. wonder if it was uh, a National Lampoon issue or something, because that's Wally World, right? It's Wally. Wally World, World yeah. from. Uh, I feel like you would have heard that if that was the case. Oh, you know, there, there like was no, been... there was no other details about it at all. No, I just, I just heard somebody mention that it used to be called <laughs> that the the original title was this, and then they had to change it for some reason. No one seems to really know why. So. It's because of the, uh, it was because of the international, um, the international com- committee of volleyball didn't, didn't want it to. So fun. I know, they didn't want God. it to reflect badly upon their sport. Oh yeah, because volleyball's already hurting in the past few years. Let's be fair. We should, Let's be fair here. It's been hurting when's for a while. When's the last time you knew anybody? Volleyball as well. Yeah, yeah, volleyball. Really, I've only ever played volleyball once. And I'd love Early to go ball play is the again. one where you're in the go karts, right? Yeah, like bumper you're in the cars with like the wiffle. Uh, bumper cars with a fucking. Uh, what do you call those? Trackball. <laughs> trackball. Trackball. Yes. It's it. It combines two of my favorite things in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> you're bumper, so simple. <laughs> bumper cars and trackball. How is that simple? Um, There's nothing simple about that. Fair. And then volleyball would be would be great to play. And I want to get back into play. And unfortunately, you're just in a room with 20 other people. If you have that big of a group. It's sweating and sneezing and coughing in a <laughs> tiny ass room. It's pretty much like COVID gas chambers. Yeah, that's whatever. what volleyball is. Yeah, but we'll get we'll get uh, if you just live in that room uh-huh. with those twenty people, then you got herd immunity in your little community. Oh, that's true. It's a community of immunity. It's true. Yeah, community immunity. <laughs> so, so that's what everybody's about. Everybody's about collectivism and stuff these days. Uh-huh. We need to get. We need to get more into like breaking off into small groups and yeah. living specifically within the confines of a volleyball court. <laughs> we'll be the be the first other first ever uh, the cum immunity. Oh no cum. no no! <laughs> the, 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 I already have cum immunity. Oh, <laughs> uh, it'd be great though. Natural cum immunity. There you go. It's, it's like, like the best birth control ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think that's called an allergy, isn't it? <laughs> it could be. What? No, like, I don't I, know. I am allergic. I am allergic to your seat. If you're immune to getting, if, I don't know. This is, I can't. I can't go down this road. <laughs> oh, you can. You can. I can. It would just take too long. I would talk about it for hours. Oh my god. Come Speaking on, of conversations, know. last week, last week, uh, not to not weird weird segue, come jokes into monsters. Um, no, uh, last week though, we did say we did talk about how we wanted to revisit something this week, 
you know, after some dust had settled, right? Yeah. I'm holding us to it because we say we're going to do a lot of things and then we don't. There's very little follow through on this show. You didn't prepare me for this. I don't know what this I, is because I didn't listen. We literally talked. To, we literally talked about it last week. <laughs> I didn't listen to last week's show. We were. You were on it. I don't remember what we talk about. <laughs> Once I'm done with we this talking, show, this leaves my brain. We were talking about the whole uh, Richard Stanley situation. Oh yeah, yeah. And we said that we of were going to let the uh, we were going to let the <clears throat> dust settle a little bit and then come back to it just to make sure that something didn't come out and we weren't speaking out of turn on that kind of stuff. Well, I I didn't. I, has more come out? I haven't heard no, anything. No, that's the thing. So since last week when we talked about it on the show, now. I, I had said before then that if you did like a Google search for it, you found very little about it. Yeah. Now, if you do a Google search for it, it's everywhere. Oh, is it? Um, it's literally everywhere. Yeah. 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 So there's lots of press about it, and it's they're all basically saying the exact same thing because you know you had mentioned last week that Richard Stanley actually did put out a statement. Yeah. And <clears throat> you sent me a screenshot uh, of. It looked like a Facebook post where he said basically, you know, that he's being dragged through the mud by all these uns- 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 unsubstantiated <clears throat> claims and that his legal team has advised him to basically stay off of his socials and all that and stuff. I, and I didn't say this. He said that. He said right, that. I just, thing okay. is, though, I can't find outside of that person on Reddit that posted a screenshot. Oh, was it Reddit? I literally, yeah. I cannot find an, a single trace of anybody else talking about his rebuttal really which seems odd to me yeah i never usually, uh, even if it's even even if it's erased usually like if as long as it's out there they'll all jump on it and right. repost it and the whole deal not a single thing so yeah i'm not I never, gonna say that it was fake yeah i never like, i'm I never, not saying that but it is weird that it's nowhere <laughs> else yeah i never followed up i the screenshot that i sent you was actually from facebook it was from the severin um their announcement that they were but it was somebody that po- yes that, that's what it was not Reddit it was a it was a but it was a screenshot was that somebody a screenshot posted that in the comments from fr- might as and well the screenshot Reddit, was from Reddit or what yeah okay no the screen I'm just saying might as it's the same difference yeah anybody can post anything is all well I'm and yeah for all I know I don't even know if that was a genuine if that was actually from Richard Stanley you know what I yeah, mean like I didn't I just sent it to you going this is all I've seen as far as what he may or may not may may or may not have said so yeah um, and that's what i'm saying though it's weird though that i haven't seen it anywhere else yeah. so I'm, I'm i'm not like i'm not completely discrediting it but it's just that's a little odd right uh, other than that though not really much else has come out about it other than the <laughs> fact that um, specter vision put out a another statement saying that uh, they're very proud of the work they did on color out of space and it was a you know, very much a collaborative you know effort and that all of the future revenue from that movie is going to go to charities that benefit, um, like battered, you know, battered women, women and, and, yeah. that, and that kind of stuff. Oh, great. Um, who was it? Uh, 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 Severin, you said? Yeah, Severin. Uh, Severin, yeah. Uh, who put out like the Lost Souls documentary. Uh-huh. And I think they might have put out one other thing that, that Richard Stanley worked on. Um, they're also not pulling their catalog, but they're they're talking with the victims to see the best route forward for sure. revenue and that kind of stuff. So yeah. everyone's pretty much distancing themselves <laughs> from him if they had anything to do with his catalog catalog catalog. Or his catalog. Or his catalog or his catalog. Yeah. If he if he drove one of those. Yeah. Um but yeah, like they're all they're all kind of doing the same thing. They're just distancing themselves. SpectreVision was really, really, really on the ball with it. Like the second that it came out, you know, they 
distance themselves and said, we believe we stand with women. We believe victims of abuse, yada, yeah. yada. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to the question, though. How do you, how do us as horror fans go forward with like his catalog of movies? You know, you have on one side of the fence, you have people that would say that he's completely canceled and that you can't watch his movies and you can't enjoy them and this and that. Right. Other side of the fence is, well, I can separate the art from the artist and, and you know, it's not just them and this and that. And it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a <clears throat> hot button debate a little bit. It's really tough. Uh, it is really tough. I, I personally, you know, like all this stuff comes to light and I go, wow, what a despicable person. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, there's a part of you that wants to go, well, I'm just, I, I just, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to support him in any way, but watching a movie that was directed by Richard Stanley was also, that's one person. That's one cog in the, in the machine. Like movies take hundreds of people to make, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so you're, you're really, when you watch a movie, even though, you know, what we do in, what we do in our, uh, in our society is we always just prop up the, the big guys. So it's always the director, the actors, like they get all sure. the accolades, blah, blah, blah. But I like to think that we, on this show, we, we like to give a lot of credit to the other people who are involved in making films and, just because uh, Richard Stanley's a piece of shit doesn't mean that a movie like Color Out of Space wasn't the amazing movie that it was because uh, just because like it of him it, it was all it was him yeah. it, right like yeah. he didn't he didn't he didn't do all those amazing he, like he didn't invent Rage Cage <laughs> right. that was all Rage Cage. <laughs> Uh, you know, like the, the direction is important for a movie. It's it's obviously like a huge part of it, but like in a movie like that, the lighting, the effects, the acting, the cinematography, like these are all parts of the movie where, like, if you just completely disavow every piece of uh, media that he might have made, you're also throwing away hundreds of other people who have who have put like blood sweat and tears into a project you know what i mean now would you say would you say the same thing for a guy like victor salva for example that's like to to me i like the original jeepers creepers movie i do uh yep. it's it's just a fun like stupid creature feature i don't like jeepers creepers 3 though yeah they made it with the knowledge that he was a child yeah, molester yeah i think I think you're bringing up a good point because I think that's where my line gets drawn a little bit too. I think that once somebody is known for being, you know, this dirtbag mm -hmm. and everything else and, and you knowingly enter into a working relationship with him knowing that this guy is who he is, right. to me that that right there taints the entire movie. Because now at that point, even all the, the cinematographers and the people, and, and I, I completely understand that for a lot of these people, a job is a job. I get that, right? Right. A lot of people, especially if it's their first big thing that they're working on or whatever, it's, it's hard to say no to stuff. But there was, um, there were some actors and actresses on Jeepers Creepers 3 that quit when they found out, the, you know, not, not everybody in Hollywood knows who Victor Salva is. Like, right. They don't know his past, right? And when they found out about it, they quit 
they they quit the the, the pro- project. You know, they didn't want to be associated with it. They wanted nothing to do with and it. And that to me, that to me is admirable. I agree. Like if you, I agree if you a know percent. if you know who Victor Selva is and you know what he did because he, mm-hmm. he Victor Selva it was child child molestation right is that oh yeah yeah right so I like hands down one of like in the list of despicable things that you can do in the in in this world and in this life chi- like anything having to do with children is up and at the, the top with- up on the top rung. And, and the thing with with Salva too, though, is that like his accusations, if I have the story correct, his he directed a movie called, you know what? D- double check me on this. He directed a movie called The Fun House, I believe, or Clown House. Oh, I think it was Clown yeah. House. Yeah, I know. What I think you're it was Clown about. House. And um, the 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 boy that he molested was working on that movie, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. I'm and and if I have any of this wrong, for anyone listening, I am going to double check this and correct myself next week if I'm wrong. But I'm fairly certain that it was like one of the boys, like one of the actors or something like that, that on that movie is someone that he molested. Uh, Clown so, House from Clown ni- House from 1989. So that that entire movie, though, at that point, it's funny. That's a you know, in a lot of my my VHS collecting circles and stuff like that, that movie is passed around a lot. People yeah. are looking for it because it's this taboo, you know, hot ticket item to have. Sure. I don't know it's that to me. Owning that movie and knowing the history and what happened like on that set, I can't watch that movie without thinking of you know that kid and what happened to him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like to me, that is different than watching, for example, a Kevin Spacey movie. Right. right. Like like I love The Life of David Gale is one of my is one of my favorite dramas. I fucking love that movie, right? Mm-hmm. I don't watch that movie though, knowing now Kevin Spacey's, you know, what he was has been blacklisted for. Right. I don't watch that thinking of what he was accused of because it was had nothing to do with that movie. Right. You know? Right. So I think there's like for me personally, I think that it's a it definitely goes on a film by film basis, depending on if that film had any direct connections to what they were accused about. Right. I think that right there honestly would be a, a hotline. But like, um, I don't know. It's weird, man. It's weird. Like I'm not, I'm not into, like you said, canceling a project that was that the director, even though he's a big part of it, he's still just a part of it. You right. know, like there's so many. You know, being that I've worked on films, I know how much goes into them. I'd be super pissed if there's something that I worked on, and the director or the cinematographer or the producer, you know, you find you found out that he was touching little girls or something like that you know right. like i would i would feel like shit that i that i worked with this guy and would feel icky about it but then at the same time i'd be fucking pissed that this project that i poured my <clears throat> blood sweat and tears into now is going to be blacklisted for the rest of time right you know and i don't th- and i don't and that's think what, that is like, fair to all the other people that work no on. of course it's not like i'm i'm not gonna tell people i'm not gonna tell people right now to not go watch uh color out of space mm-hmm because it is a great movie, and it's a fantastic. Movie. Um, but what about Hardware? What about Dust Devil? Can you, you know, those two are those two movies are very, very personal Richard Stanley movies. Yeah, you know, they, they, nobody else could have made those movies. Right. How do you know? It's, it's, for me personally, I can still go back and watch them. Yeah, and knowing, you know, with the disclaimer that, yeah, the guy that made these was a giant piece of shit, came out years well, it's later. Like, it's like, we watched, but, we watched Rosemary's Baby. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. You know, Roman last Polanski's year, two one. years ago, or whatever, like, uh, Roman Polanski, also accused of, of, of uh, 
statutory rape or whatever, like oh, yeah. drugging a, a young girl and raping her. That's one of the worst things ever. And he should yeah. and he should die. And he and if he ever sets foot in America again, they're waiting but for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so we but, le- legally but among- they're waiting for him, but he's still but he's still re- like regarded as one of the yeah. one of the greats. Yeah. Look at fucking Woody at, Allen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Woody yeah. Allen I mean, not that I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not starting to gauge worse sexual crimes against minors here, but like right. Woody Allen, what Woody Allen did was fucking disgusting. Like yeah. what he was accused of, like with his daughter and stuff, like what the, what, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? You was know, his da- was it his, it was an adoptive daughter, adoptive, but it yeah. was, but she was underage. I she think she was like very underage, wasn't she? Yeah. I, again, I don't, I'm not, yeah. I'm not up on I my, uh, I don't know the whole story. Yeah, but like I, yes. I know enough to know that he's a shitbag, right? You know, but um, it's like you go back, like I, we, you know, you go, you go look at a list of the top hundred horror movies of all time. Rosemary's Baby is probably going to be on there. Oh you know yeah, what I mean? probably in the top three. You know, so it's like you said, it's like, do we, you know, it, do we do, do we do the separation of art from artist kind of thing? Yeah, and the and the fact is, is we do that all the time. Like, look at some of the look at some of the musicians that we heard that like oh horror yep. stories from musicians that we. Well, heard. Marilyn Manson's another one right now that's going through it. Like, can you listen to? Mar- I, it's funny. I listen to. I turn the radio on driving home from work, and three out of the three past days at five o'clock, I've turned on the radio and it's been Marilyn Manson on the radio. It's like, yeah. it's weird to me that they're still playing him at such a consistent rate, right? With everything that's going on, for how like how badly he literally kept a woman in a cage. Oh, did he really? That was one of the accusations. Shit. Like that's yeah, um, and he and he flipped it as in you know uh, you know obviously my lifestyle attracts controversy and everything that I've ever done has been has been you know uh, uh, consensual <clears throat> and this and that and yada yada. But then you have like Wes Borland. I think you were telling me Wes Borland was on some. Oh, uh, he Twitch was on uh, the, what was it? One of the metal podcasts. No, it wasn't. A, it was well, it might might have been a metal podcast, but it was a Twitch stream. Uh, oh, called well, something that he does. Well, it was a podcast on. A, they, oh, okay. They do a podcast on their Twitch. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, and he was, and somebody brought it up, and he just like stopped the conversation. They were all like joking around and stuff, and he just stopped the conversation flat out, and just said, "All right, let me just say this. I'll get it over with." Like everything he played with him for like a little less than a year. He actually joined the band for right. like, a little less than a year. Didn't right. last very long. He said, "I'm just gonna say it. Everything that you've heard about Marilyn Manson is absolutely true. That guy's a fucking piece of shit." I've 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 been around him enough to know. I've seen the way he treats people. I've seen the way he treats women. Everything you've heard about him is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like and and, and and it's not like we didn't know this about Manson. Well, that's read the his, thing. Read like, his book, I remember the long hard road out of hell. Yeah, read the book. I remember standing. It's all there. I remember standing at Barnes and Noble and reading a passage out of that book and and being like, "Holy fuck, man! Like these mm-hmm. people treat women like shit." Yeah, and we still. We still put them on a pedestal. Motley Crue, for example, Motley like, Crue, all, the, all these oh, '80s fuck, bands, like Guns and Roses, the stuff like, that they did to people. Back absolutely like, disgusting, dude. Fucking Jimmy Page, the 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 like the probably the the I don't know that there's any guitarist next to maybe a guy like Clapton or something like that, right? That so would I mean, that could be that could be put above Jimmy Page in in the ranks of guitar gods. Like oh, living plenty. legend guitar gods, right? There's, there's plenty. Yes. Well, you you get what I'm saying though. <laughs> I'm Jimmy saying. Page 
Jimmy Page toured around <clears throat> when he was in his like late twenties, I think it was, or early twenties, yeah. in his twenties for sure. But like, he was dating a thirteen-year-old girl uh-huh. and kept his relationship a secret, and literally like would keep her <clears throat> locked in hotel rooms so that people wouldn't see. Like, the story of Jimmy Page. Dude. That shit is disgusting. That shit is incredibly common back in the eighties when you look into it. Like, uh, oh yeah, there was a groupie. Who, who was the name of that groupie? Ah, oh, fuck. The, was it Lexi something? No, because uh, that was the Jimmy Page girl. The is is the girl in 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 Rockstar Kate Hudson or not Rockstar in Almost Famous Kate Hudson's character is is she called Penny Lane? Don't know something like that. I, I have. I've I'm pretty not sure her. I'm pretty time. sure her character was based off of this famous groupie, and this girl was like 14 or something mm-hmm. when she would just go out and just get railed by tons of bands. Like, yeah. And it's and 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 it's her list of people is like, turn on the radio, and it and if yeah. you're listening to a song. One of the members of the band probably had sex with this girl yeah, when and, she, when she was underage. It's fucked and up. And none of these and none of these band members have come out later and it's been like we were disgusting. <laughs> like no one like they like maybe they feel bad about it now, but like they're they're they all did it. They all live with a, it. They a all, lot of them have that don't attitude. Seem to really care about it. A lot of them honestly. have that attitude of it's of, of like oh it was it was the eighties man. It's what we did. You know <laughs> like that's yeah yeah that's the attitude that they have toward it. And it's funny because. That excuse doesn't. There's other areas of life where uh, people used to do things or talk a certain way or act a certain way where that doesn't fly anymore. Like you, like you have to go back and like actively and uh, and like wholeheartedly apologize for your actions. But for some reason, musicians are they get held like, to a different they, standard. Yeah. They get a they get a free pass. Like they're well, like, oh yeah, I feel fuck, like it's man, coming, it was though. the eighties. We're all just like doing rails and fucking banging and shit. Like, and everybody's I, like, oh yeah, man, cool. I feel like it's coming though, dude. We're, <laughs> we're going through it with the movie industry right now. We're going. We've gone through it with other industries. Sure. You know, yeah. um, even the fucking wrestling industry went through it uh, <clears throat> a little while last year. Yeah. Um, music's next they don't it's not going to shock me if in the next couple of years you don't see another big whole hashtag whatever movement of musicians you know yeah. like yeah i like sing 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 the truth or something like that like it'll be like a, a the music <laughs> version of it um no but, but i'm serious though like, I, i'm oh, just saying boy. though like it's going to happen because and and that one's going to be and and you know what the thing is I bet you a lot of those guys from the 80s, or whatever, people hear and, and they'll still do exactly what you said. Oh, what do you expect? Everybody already knew that. And they're going to get a pass. Because like you said, musicians for some reason. I think I think it's because it's, they it's didn't. It's fucking weird, man. I think it's because they didn't hide it. They did Unless everything. Unless you're the guy from Lost Prophets. Oh, that's Jesus, dude. literally the. Why do you bring him up so often? <laughs> that's another example, though, of, of, of I can't separate. No. The. The. The music from the art, art no, from the artist, right? No, there is a line. Like there, I know that there's like, and I can't. I know that there's like four or five other dudes in that band yeah. who weren't involved in what that guy was but doing, but they shouldn't even want what to. What he did was so freaking despicable that I, I don't, I'll never listen to. How another. he's not gotten killed in prison oh, is bro. beyond me. Like I, I don't would, get that. I would fuck. I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that scrappy. But I would. I would find him in prison and I would murder him. Oh yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. For 100%. sure, one hundred percent. And I'm, I'm unless I'm with he's you, in dude. solitary. 
It's very possible I was gonna they've say, kept him in solitary <laughs> for that say, exact reason. I was going to say it's very possible because uh, like people who do stuff to kids in prison usually don't have a good time. It wasn't even that he just did stuff to I kids. Don't, I don't want to talk dude. about it, dude. I don't want to talk about it. Yep. I, I'll, I, I will say this to anybody that doesn't know what we're talking no, about. No, no, no. no just, I, all I'm going to say this. All I'm going to say is do yourself a favor and do not read like transcripts. Don't do it. That's, I you, made that mistake. You know that people are going to now. You can't say, you can't tell somebody, do yourself a favor and don't do this. Then everybody's well, like, I well, gotta, I have to fuck, I my, have to do it. That's not my, that's not my intent, but like coming from, coming from, it's like, it to me. It's like when I told J-Rod, tra- I said, don't, don't look up three guys, one hammer. <laughs> do not look up, do not look up yeah, three guys, okay, one hammer. Yeah, fair, and okay, then maybe. what did he do? The next day he went and looked it up and now he's forever changed. Probably, probably bad. It was probably a bad move on my part, it, but it, like for me, it was the equivalent of when I watched the beheading videos from the Taliban. Oh yeah, and then it stuck with me for a long fucking time. Like yeah. I, it took me probably over a year before I, before that wouldn't just randomly pop into my head. Yeah, and after reading the transcripts from the Lost Prophets, dude. I, I had that exact same, like almost like PTSD, where it doesn't matter yeah. what I was doing, something would remind me of it, yeah. and I would feel sick to my stomach. Oh, dude, I've got like, like it a was little, it was I've got like a little like lump in the back yeah. of my throat right now. Where like just, I know I know it's like yeah, haha, and you, anything we say to do, I'm begging you, don't like yeah. like yeah, it's fucked. Just do yourself a favor yeah. and don't. You'll be a you'll be a happier person if you don't. Um, yeah, let's move on, anyway. dude, because that's fucking yeah. that's okay. a bummer. I, well, I, yeah, you, you uh, said that we were gonna have that conversation. And I wanted to. No, I think totally. Were... I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, it, it's, it's tough, and I'd kind of like to know other people's opinions on it. So, oh, 100%. I, you know, like, let us know what you guys think. Um, uh, and and it's, it's all, it's, it's all purely opinion. You know, it's all like it is. You do I know whatever, that, I know you do that some feels right for you, obviously. Right, but. and I know that some people might hear us go, "Well, I can, I can." separate the art from the artist and and you know maybe still watch the movies and appreciate them for what them what they are while also being aware of the fact that he's a piece of shit well some people with, might hear that and just be like well, that's fucked up you can't do that yeah well i'm sorry i can and it's just how i feel you know what i mean the thing with richard stanley too though and in, in, in a movie like colorado shape <laughs> uh colorado space sorry i did it again <laughs> um so colorado space though is that uh is that she co-wrote that movie? Mm-hmm. His accuser co-wrote that movie with him. So, if you she complete... co-wrote all of his movies, didn't she? A, a lot of them, at least. Most I don't know about all, wasn't all of them, but a lot of them. A lot of them, though. yeah. Uh, you know, if 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 you if you are blacklisting that movie, you're also blacklisting her work, which then gets into a really weird kind of you know moral debate, I guess, yeah. moral dilemma. But yeah. the way that I I wouldn't want to do that to her though, you know, she. Right. Uh, especially under the circumstances that we now know that she wrote that movie. Right. I feel like that movie should be celebrated for her and not for him. I'd be interested. Like she to should s- get top billing for that movie. Not I'd be him. interested her to Nick hear. Cage. I'd be interested to hear because uh, it's not often that you have the victim and the, the, the um, perpetrator doing like, you know, like doing the movies or the music or whatever together. I'd really be interested to hear what she had to say about that. Like this whole idea of separating what he's done from uh-huh. his work. I, I'd kind of yeah, like, I don't, to, I don't I'd know kind of like, anybody I'd kind of, no, we'll never, we'll never hear it. Cause it's like the last thing on her mind right now, obviously. But 
sure. It'd be kind of interesting to hear like yeah, how she feels about people still watching the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but, I mean, um, maybe one day she'll speak on it if she gets if she feels comfortable sure, enough to yeah. do it. But um, yeah, until that day. Uh, anyway, though, like, like I said, I think we're both under the in the same boat that you know. For us, you know, we there is a certain degree of separation, and we can still appreciate something for what it is, and not for the person that it might represent. Yeah, you know, because because to us, it represents more than just that one person. Yeah. Now, anything moving on after that person is known kind of gets into that's that's real murky territory right that's like so. like i say that's why like i don't i don't think i don't think i'll ever watch jeepers creepers 3 just yeah. because i don't want to support somebody who uh you know like after the fact knowing yeah. yep what a piece of shit they are yeah i yeah. don't know i don't know that i could too i haven't seen i have no desire to see it i don't like those movies personally i like the first one but. first one the, the first one is interesting to me because it has roots in an unsolved mysteries episode that took place in michigan yeah that's pretty wild. that 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 interests me <laughs> uh and i like justin long uh the second movie though i just remember there being a bus and it being kind of weird and stupid yeah right that was the bus one i think yeah yeah it was kind. Of, it, it had its moments, but yeah, I've for the most for the most part, kind of a throwaway movie. Yeah. Anyway, though, um, shall we move on to uh, to our show today, James? Yeah, sure. Uh, Stop so, talking about weird dudes and their diddles. <laughs> that was that sounded you're, better. That just, it didn't sound better in my head. It didn't sound near as offensive in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh wow! All right, so. How do you segue from that? Um, Where do we go from here? Um, yeah, anyway. A, what, <laughs> what, what Was that an actual song? It was a filter song. Oh, okay. From from their third record that no one's literally ever heard of. Oh, nobody cares. <laughs> it, wait, who's he Who's he related to? Who's that? the lead singer related to? The guy from Filter? Yeah. Uh, is he related to Britta? No. What's his name? That joke went. Right yeah, it, it was just a bad joke. I'm not gonna respond to a bad joke. What's his name? Do you know his name? Uh, I don't. He, he has a head. famous brother. Look it up. Oh, really? uh, so yeah, yeah. He's he's a uh, filter. You don't have to. I'm I'm gonna talk about our show, so you don't brother. have to. You don't okay. have to. When you type, you don't have to say shit out loud. Just type. Oh, he's he's related to Robert Patrick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Famous actor Robert Patrick and all famous and all, actor Machine Man Robert Patrick <laughs> fucking Machine Man Robert Patrick. <laughs> He's got a fascinating story about how his Harley saved his life. Who Robert Patrick or yeah uh, the filter guy? No, uh, Robert Pat Bob Bob Bob, Bob Pat. Patrick. He was on his Harley and he's like incredibly um, allergic to bees. Right, he's riding his Harley and all of a sudden felt a, a sting. He got stung by a bee and like immediately went into anaphylactic shock. Sure. And he pulled over to the side of the road. He was like on a winding mountain pass. So he's all by himself in the middle of nowhere. And he pulled over to the side of the road and he passed out. And he's like in anaphylactic shock. So he's dying, you know. Mm-hmm. And his his leg ended up resting on the uh, like the side pipe of the of the bike. Which gets like fucking, you know, not red hot, but really, really hot. Sure. And it burnt the ever living shit out of his leg. But that burn caused it, it caused such a severe like uh, like um, jump in adrenaline in his body sure. 
that it like caused him to wake up and be alert for enough time to get down out of the mountains and get to a hospital. Oh wow, no shit. So, so I was <laughs> I was reading this when I I was at a doctor's appointment and like the only magazine I had in in arm's length was a a, a motorcycle magazine. I was like, oh, it's fucking T-1000. I'm going to read this. <laughs> and I was like, Tim, that's a fascinating story. Hey, it's the machine man, Bob Patrick. <laughs> the fucking machine man. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of a cool story. Anyway, so this week, we are losing our patience. Uh, um, well, before we get into that, we probably have some corrections to get to. Because oh, we still shit. haven't done that, James. <laughs> We're 36 minutes in. Correction. We'll Let's we'll get into quick. some corrections. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, uh, James. Yes. We're uh, we're dumb. Every week we say it. We're still yeah. dumb. Um, first For off, uh, follow up on one thing. Uh, Babyface. We were wondering what happened to Babyface. Turns we, out. We were. Turns out. Guy's still doing his thing. Oh, uh, Babyface yeah. is still alive. Still active. Okay. Uh, he released a record in 2016 with the very sensual title. Return of the Tender Lover. Oh, oh damn. Oh, baby face, right? <laughs> I'm going to listen to that tomorrow. As well as in 2015, a year before that, he released a duet album with Tony Braxton. Wait, hold on. That received... a, year bef- a year before? Did, didn't you just say he released an album this year called Return no, of the no, Tender Lover? No, no, in 2016. Lover? Oh, in 2016. Okay. All right, all right. Sorry. Uh, in 2015, though, he released a duets record with Tony Braxton, and it earned a Grammy. Damn, He's a dude. Grammy winner just as of six years ago. <laughs> and well, here we're I'll like, be... what happened to Babyface? <laughs> Whatever happened to Babyface? And he's just like, I'm fucking winning Grammys, dude. Yeah, who knew? I mean, I don't <laughs> wow. really pay attention to the best R&B record category, but who with knew? To- with Tony Braxton. <laughs> yeah, guy's in his, he's, dude, like today is in his 60s. He's just fucking going Damn, strong. That's cool. Man, Tony Braxton... Yeah. She was she was one of my babes when I was younger. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought she was fine. Like Tony um, Raxton. <laughs> yeah. There was well, you know what we it probably was? Shouldn't That's make actually... jokes like that right on the, the, the <laughs> edge of the last conversation we just had. It's innocent banter. <laughs> it, but to it's be honest. Room talk. To be honest though, I think that I think the <laughs> was it the Unbreak My Heart video? <laughs> Fantastic song, by the way. Unbreak Break my, my heart. But it, but she had like a uh, side boob in that video. Oof, yeah, she and did. I was and it was the first time I had ever seen it, and I was like, "Holy shit! <laughs> You're allowed to show that part of the boob <laughs> on television." <laughs> changed me, man. It really you changed. You can't show my that life. on television. <laughs> oh that? my god. All right, so, anyway, moving on here, too. Um, we were wondering about Devil's Food Cake and why how Devil's Food Cake got its name. Right? Oh, dude, please, please yeah. give me this knowledge. According to Baking Illustrated, they would know, I would, wow. I would imagine. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, Devil's Food Cake was the result of a time when fancy names for cakes was the norm in the late 1900s. Uh, allegedly, it was <laughs> the only cake name to survive the era to make it to our modern times. This type of cake was called as such because of its deep, rich color. Isn't that oh. kind of? I kind of said that too. I had guessed. I think you I said did. it's probably devil's food because it almost looks like a black cake. Chocolate, it's so yeah. dark. Yeah. yeah. So there so you go. Dark. Well, hold on. Did you look? Because now I'm curious. Did you look up any of those other um, names of fancy cakes that like didn't Angel make the food cut? Cake? No. Well, you said that a lot of the names of cakes from that era didn't. Survive. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't look beyond it. So you're gonna. I hit? did find out that Angel's food cake is called that because it's actually made with real angels. They put them in a, a grinder. <laughs> it's angel flour. That makes sense. Also called cocaine. 
That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> come, come, come and get you some of that angel flower. <laughs> well, isn't meth like angel dust? Angel, isn't that what meth is? I think angel dust is something entirely different, isn't is it? it? Is it? I'm not I up on know, my dude. drugs. I don't do drugs. I don't, I don't so. know drugs. Come on. <laughs> I'm, not, fact, I'm not drugs. I'm I got not. invited to go to a party in sixth grade, and the selling point was that there was going to be angel dust. Really? Sixth grade. Angel dust and fucking, what were they listening? Chemical Brothers? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to do angel dust and listen to Fat Boy Slim all night. <laughs> it was probably that, like mindless self-indulgence or something. Oh, damn. That's God, I hated them. <laughs> I, I saw them live once. Uh, not on were purpose. You, were you high? No, that was I was nine. <laughs> no, how old was I? How old was I in nineteen? Oh, no, no. Was your, I was, was your, was I was, your dad wearing one of those? Uh, one of those? No, this man, was man boob things we were talking about. With this the, was uh, my Jack first. In it? This was my first concert. Sans parents. This was oh. my first like real big boy concert when I was. How was I there? I was only fifteen. Or was I sixteen? I don't know. When was the Sick no and idea. Twisted tour? When was the Sick and Twisted tour? I don't fucking know. <laughs> How? How do you not know that? That's right what up your is alley. The sick and Twisted tour. It was. It was. Corn? It sounds like a bad ICP. Uh, no, ICP dude. and Twisted <laughs> gig. <laughs> no, it was corn. Uh, um, stained. No, that's Family Values. You're no, this of... was the no, this was the Sick and Twisted tour because it, they had okay. the Sick and Twisted animation thing. Up on the and they did the fucking titty cam <laughs> in between sets. They did the titty cam where they just scanned the fucking the uh, the audience. This is and at they, the palace. They encouraged like chicks to flash their. This is at the Palace of Auburn Hills, and this is I, this was like so many oh, first. You know what? So now many I, first no. experiences of my young of my young life happened at this show, including I didn't know that girls showed their boobs at concerts i always thought that was like i was no. like i was like i heard that at like woodstock that there were naked people but they were all high out of their minds and they were a bunch of hippies rolling around <laughs> the mud i didn't know that real people in 1999 or 2000 or whatever the fuck it was actually got naked on camera that was nuts <laughs> years later james would discover pornography I didn't know people got naked on camera. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what is this? Um, um, okay, James, yeah. let's bring us uh, bring us into this week. Okay, so this week we're losing our patience. Um, patience as in patience at a mental facility. I, I think that if you have to, you know. Well, if you say it, it, this is one of those ones that's very visual. You have to see it. That's true. <laughs> and you know, you, what, and you, and you know what's going to happen is people are just going to assume we're dumbasses. <laughs> And that we spelled patience wrong. You know what? It wouldn't be the first time. No, that's fine. It wouldn't be the first time. Can I tell you how many times I've had to go, like, you'll post the episodes mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll, you'll have typos in the descriptions and shit. Wait, and I you go, type the descriptions out, not me. No, no, no. Like on Instagram and Facebook Oh, and yeah. Stuff. No, that happens. Yeah. And then I just it's go. It's usually and, because I'm doing it at like fucking two o'clock in the morning. That's on you. On I'm you, exhausted. Bro. Oh, by the way, we'll make an official announcement on our uh, socials, but we are going to start um, releasing our episodes on Monday nights. Instead oh, of yeah. Sunday good nights. call. Good call. Yes. So, we are switching from yes. a Sunday night to a Monday night. Just so that uh, schedule. Just so that young Michael here, now that we're all remote, it like it takes Mike a lot of extra time to edit the episode together it's, and shit like that. So it's a combo. It's a combo <clears> of that. Life has changed. I have, you know, I do other things now. It's not like I'm, you know, 
sitting <laughs> like at my Justin's house. Sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sitting. I'm, I'm not going to deny it. I, I'm. Not, I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, oh. No, I, I, before before it was easy. Work, I could get up. I could get up. I didn't have anything to. Like, literally, I had no plans. You know what I'm saying? So I work on all this stuff. Like <laughs> you were going to say, I didn't have anything to do, and you knew I was going to hit you with it again. <laughs> You prick. <laughs> Point is, as life changes, uh, the show is going to change. And let's be honest, no one listens to it until Monday anyway. So <laughs> Let's be honest, no one listens to it. <laughs> Period. That's, that's fair, too. Full stop. So, All right. Yeah, Monday, um, it'll like likely be Monday night really scheduled from here on out. Uh, yeah, we will make an announcement, though, for it. And, right uh, on, right on. You know, all, that all right, so this week, uh, we're losing our patience. We're talking about... <laughs> Come on, that was funny. Um, we're talking about, uh, and don't you dare edit that out. Oh, I'm not going to, I do. I don't edit anything out except for, except for our conversation last week. Except that for our conversation like about absolute icebergs. dog shit. Oh, hold on. I need to know though. Cause I haven't yeah. listened to it. Did you frame it in a way that made you sound like you were right? No, it, it, we literally started talking about it, and then, yeah, because James here doesn't listen to our show. I We started talking about it, and I started saying my piece, and then I just edited it out. And then it goes back into it, and, and you say, uh, I think we both need to agree that we're both right and we're both wrong. And that's pretty much how it ended. That's it. Okay. You say, that's, that's it. Let's, let's, James, just listen to it. No. Okay. <laughs> Never. Can we please move on to this week? <laughs> sure. So this week we're losing. Our, oh, did you just lose oh, your patience Jesus with me? I, I'm losing my. I'm currently losing my patience. <laughs> All right. So this week we talked about, uh, or we watched rather, two films that uh, that deal with um, psychiatric hospitals, or what do they call the san- sanitariums, insane um, asylums, insane asylums. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, they, I guess they're both sort of different. <clears throat> they're they're not both. Well, one of them asylums, is but... one of them is uh, like a medical spa. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is a, a true, like, you a know. A medical spa. A medical and a, a sanitarium for the crim- criminally insane. So we watched A Cure for Wellness from 2017? 2016, 2017. Where was it at? Shutter. That's down. the wrong one. I have it right here. Just scroll down. 2016. 2016. And uh, from 2010, Shutter Island. Yeah. The great um, Shutter Island. Oh, way to way to not bury the lead there, Mike. It's a fucking Martin Scorsese, Leo DiCaprio movie. You really think it's not going to be good? <laughs> oh yeah, and those are all real good. Oh yeah, oh they're terrible. <laughs> the Departed. In fairness, that, this that was, was the, real good. <laughs> this was the Wolf of Wall Street sucked. Wolf that of was Wall Street. I like the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I'm I'm being facetious, James. <laughs> no, you're not. You weren't in on the joke, Mike. <laughs> what are uh, we drinking, and- please? Oh, I'm gonna drink this. Oh yeah, well, I, I grab a beer. So <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got a pound like a half a beer too. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so uh, so we're watching those two movies, and this week the beer to go with those two movies is from Transient Artisan Ales in Bridgman. Oh, this is a Michigan beer. I've never heard of. I've never heard of Transient. Um, Artisan Ales before. Barely new. They've had them at my place for like the last year or so. <clears throat> I've never gotten one before though. Did you know this is a Michigan beer? I did not know that. Yeah, Bridgman, Michigan, and I oh, don't okay. even know where Bridgman, Michigan is. Hmm. That's weird. I've never heard of it. I'm assuming it's near a bridge. And a man. It was and a man. <laughs> <laughs> a bridge uh, man. A man Michigan. by a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just a man 
outstretched across a small creek. <laughs> the, the Bridge Man. <laughs> it's the Bridge Man, Michigan. <laughs> oh, I love it. So <laughs> this is Lost in the Fog and Haze. Oh, okay. You know how we always fuck, like, we don't know what drippas and dippas and, and, and <laughs> all that bullshit is? Yes. Here's a new one. Okay. D- DDH Double India Pale Ale. What is DDH? DDH? Um, Doctor of Dentistry Hygienics. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. I don't know what that is. So for anybody listening, if you know what DDH means, unless Mike wants to look it up right now. Dick dipped honey. <laughs> is that what's it? That's a baby face record. <laughs> Get that dick dip, honey. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> man, Tony Braxton, uh, eight right? percenter. We got some pints here, James. Cheers. Oh crap! Are you drinking right out of the can? I well, I just poured a whole glass yeah, just, like an uh, idiot. So okay. I'm gonna start in the can, then I'll probably transfer. <laughs> I'm starting to start in the can. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Greg, Greg somewhere right now is having a heart attack. He's laughing so hard. You got to make sure you wash it off before you transfer. Nah. Come or on. make sure you got antibiotics ready. <laughs> I, I, use, I use Neosporin for lube. It's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, bud. Oh, wow. That's got a strong smell to it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. I'm crying. What is my life? Very rarely do I shed a tear on this show. Oh, gosh. I didn't even taste it. I didn't either. I was focusing so hard on swallowing it. We need to stop. No, this is good radio. Oh, okay, I'm trying it for real this time. Whoa, that was weird. I just had a. I just had a. It's delicious. Can you, can wow. you do something? Take yeah. take a drink. Take a drink for me. Okay. And then, and then, right after it goes down, go like this. And Why? and tell me if you tell me if there's a flavor profile. That is very so recon- cough and wheeze. That is very recognizable to a Michigander. Okay, he's taking a drink. Give me a little cough wheeze. <laughs> Did you get a recognizable? No, it just tasted like the beer that I just drank. <sighs> I tasted Verner's. Verner's. Yeah. Now Try that it you, again. Now that Try you it mention again, it, dude. No, now that you mention it, there is a Verner's quality to even just drinking it. It's, it's like, very, it's, it's very, it's very fizzy. creamy. It's it's fizzy. It's a little bit creamy. It's a little bit. Um, it does sort of have the properties of ginger a little bit. I don't know if there's any ginger in this, but like there's something in it that's kind of giving off that <clears throat> that profile a little bit. Okay, huh. so I'm not nuts then. It's really good. It's also very expensive, isn't it? That's really good. Nah, I mean, it wasn't the most expensive thing in the world. It was five bucks a can, but... Oh. Well, for a 16-ounce no, can, that's, that's not I mean, so bad. Hell, you go to a bar, you're going to spend more than that on a pint, so... Yeah, but, uh, exactly. 
Yeah, that's the no, spirit. That was delicious, though. Holy shit. It's very good. Transient yeah. 8% ales, or artisan too, ales. So, oh, boy. Uh, yep, I, I see more of these in our future. <clears throat> For sure. All right, All James, right, take us in well, the Well, anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. Alright, James, uh, it's bleed feed time. Are you ready to feed the bleed? Yep. Jeez, wow. <laughs> demon speak there. I need feed I needed to save <laughs> the show's running long, so I needed to save time. I couldn't burp and say yup. And now I just wasted ten seconds explaining <laughs> that. So Alright. Uh good news. No deaths this week. Uh, at mm. least not in the horror world. We did have um uh what's her name? The lady from Arrested Development died this week. Uh, Jessica Walter. Oh yeah, uh, she was uh, she was the uh, the mom on Arrested Development. She's mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. She has not no real roots in uh, horror, um, you know. But she uh, except except for I, I will say because you you said to me earlier she was also the mom. She was Fran on Dinosaurs. She was Fran on Dinosaurs. Yeah, uh, I had no fir- idea. The first time that Dinosaurs ever air- aired on TGIF, mm-hmm. I was afraid <laughs> during the intro. I thought it was going to be something scary. <laughs> and and then I saw the baby for the first time. I was like, nope, Not never mind. This is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Great. One, so, of the, one of the best sitcoms that come out of the 90s, hands oh, down. Oh, dude. So hands good. down. So good. Um, anyway, yeah. Rest in peace to Jessica Walter, I guess. Not horror, like I said. Yeah. But uh, yeah, pay her some tributes because we like her stuff. But uh, Not- all right. We're going to try to get through this news pretty quickly here. There's not a whole lot of news this week. But um, good news, James. Yeah. A spiral from the Book of Saw is returning to, re- to returning to the release schedule. That's a really hard thing to say. Uh, returning to the release schedule sooner than we thought. Originally, it moved uh, from last year all the way up to May 21st, and it has now been bumped up a whole <clears throat> week to May 14th. Oh, uh, hey. It is still being listed as a strictly theatrical release. All so right. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so if you're chomping that's at the May of this year, Saw, yeah, this that's year. M- Oh, yep, right on. Yep. If you're chomping Strictly a bit for theatrical. more saw, you get it a week early. That's exciting. Wow, they're really uh, they're really banking on people getting those vaccines, huh? They really are. Um, I'm let's getting see my here. first one on Tuesday, by the way. Are you? I'm getting my microchip. Don't you have to drive to like Oregon for it? <laughs> Pretty damn close. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Holt, Michigan, which I don't even never know where that is. It. I've never heard <laughs> so of it before. It's like six miles away from Lansing, so I'll be driving like an hour and a half. Yep, yep. It's All right, worth um, it to get that sweet, sweet microchip, though. Moving on here. Uh, back in 2018, fans of the film What We Do in the Shadows were treated to a spinoff show called Wellington Paranormal. Oh, uh, which, to the Wellington! Which focused on the film's... <laughs> uh, if you remember, because we did the show, uh, movie for the show, it focused on the two nitwitted police officers that would just buy anything they told them whenever they would come to the door, right? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so there was a show that was focused solely around those two uh, police officers. And uh, that was released said in 2018. If you were in New Zealand, it never left New Zealand. I was going to say I've never heard of this. Yeah, however, sounds like something I would watch. It is now finally getting a U.S. release. Uh, it's been acquired by HBO Max and the CW, uh, and the show is going to be playing on the CW this coming summer with uh, <clears throat> streaming options available through HBO Max uh, after each uh, episode release, basically. So uh, that's pretty exciting. I'm a big fan of uh, that show and that movie and literally everything else. So yeah, come on, 
Come on. Uh, Taita Watiti does no wrong. So say his name again. Isn't Taita Watiti? Ta Ta. Yeah. Now you got me. Now, now you got me. Quite. It's Taika. Taika. Ta- it's got a K in it, right? Taika yeah. Waititi. Eh. Whatever. They're all Australian. All right. Um. <laughs> He's from New Zealand. <laughs> All right, this is fun. Uh, we had assumed that we were eventually going to see more of Fiona Dorff's character, Nika, uh, in the upcoming Chucky TV series, right? Because, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. her arc wasn't necessarily finished. Uh, and it was announced this week that she has officially been added to the cast. So we are officially going to be getting her more in the upcoming season, which is very exciting. Is uh, she going to fly? I wonder if she'll fly right into the series, like... How she was at the, the end of the movie. I'm very curious to see how they're going to handle the series, <clears throat> let alone the characters in it. You know, I know that you know Brad Dorff's coming back, uh, Jennifer Tilly's coming back, uh, Devin Sawa was added to the cast. Now we have Fiona Dorff coming back, so it's going to be a lot of different stories. I feel like, yeah, culminizing in you know it's going to be a culmination of all the stories over the years. One Hopefully, Andy Barclay comes back. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, for um, sure. Anyway, though, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's moving on here. Johannes Roberts. Uh, his upcoming take on the Resident Evil franchise has officially been given a title. That's exciting. Uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City uh, was announced at the most recent South by Southwest digital event. Uh, and it is slated for September 3rd of this year release still, which is right cool. on. Um, Johannes also went on to say that the movie, which will follow the story of the first two games, was heavily inspired by John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13 and The Fog. Well, now, The Fog sounds... is my favorite John Carpenter movie. It is? It is. The I love fog? The Fog. I love it's. It's not like slashery. It's not overly gory. It's not gory at all. The tone of that movie, though, I think is pitch perfect. Like, there is no I, better spooky movie, like, ghost story ever made. Like, to me, don't that's Don't get me best. wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love The Fog. It's just a little... It surprises me that that's your favorite John Carpenter movie, though. I like John Carpenter for his, his style and tone and all that stuff. And that movie is the best, in my opinion. It's just... I, I've known you for 14 years. I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> have we ever talked about favorite John Carpenter movies? I'm actually I'm sure we probably yes. have. But like, what else? What, what else would I have said? Like Halloween? Yeah, I love Halloween. I'm pretty but... sure. Our, I'm pretty sure our favorite John Carpenter movies is a topic of discussion at least <laughs> once a week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, like, I love Halloween. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's it's. I didn't grow up with Halloween, right? Like a lot of people did. That was mm-hmm. not like my kid movie that I first introduced me to the boogeyman, right? That wasn't it for me. So I love Halloween. I appreciate it and love it. You know, uh, um, Escape from New York, I absolutely adore. It's not really horror, though. It's more sci fi. Um, I don't know. The Ward well, we're not maybe talking about would be horror, a close though. second. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the Ward maybe is a close second. Oh, God. I need to rewatch that movie. No. In all fairness, you should. But no, I um, I love the fog. I think the fog is 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 a perfect. Oh, movie. so do I, dude. It's an yeah, absolutely movie. perfect movie. Love right it. On. Cool. Anyway, though, um, James, what is yeah. new in the world of home video releases? All right, I'm just gonna fucking tear through these at lightning speed. Tear through. Ready? So. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scream Factory. We don't. We all know Scream Factory. Yes, we're all a awi- we're all a. Jake, I think most. Kill- I think me. I think most of us. <laughs> Scream Factory's two collectors edition Blu-ray of 
Uh, two two disc collectors edition Blu-ray of King Kong from 1976 will be available on May 11th. And Scream Factory has released more details. They say the sweeping 70s remake of the classic tale comes home in a two-disc definitive collector's edition set, including both a theatrical cut of a new restored theatrical stereo track and an extended TV broadcast broadcast cut with a new 2K scan of the additional TV footage from the in, in, inter-negative. Yes. It's uh, a negative the release the o- internet. <clears throat> the, the dark internet. <laughs> The release also comes packed with bonus features, including new audio commentary with film historian Ray Morton. I don't know if I give a shit about the opinion of a hit. No, a they're fun. Historian. They're fun, actually. Are they really? Yeah. Okay, the, a, lot of the, a lot of the Universal movies, like those Draculas and Frankensteins, whatever you know, yeah. um, a lot of the commentaries on those sets are by film mm-hmm. historians. And it's just cool because they just know a lot of shit that, you know, you would never know otherwise. Like That's their bread oh. and butter. That's well, kind of cool. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> oh, actually, you know, no, okay, yeah, you're you're right. I was thinking more like a film, like like a uh, like a critic. Oh no, they're inter- not. Critics. Yeah, like no. yeah, because that would be no absolute bullshit. Um, <clears throat> uh, the Hand from 1981, directed by a then uh, still pretty green Oliver Stone, as this was only his second film, will be coming to U.S. Blu-ray for the first time. Courtesy of Scream Factory, the hand stars Michael Caine as a comic book artist whose hand takes a takes on a murderous life of its own after it's cut off. I mean, we've all been there, right? I mean, is this just uh, idle hands? <laughs> the release will feature a new two two K scan. Yeah, this totally ripped off <laughs> idle hands for sure. Two K scan of the inner positive, <laughs> which is which is uh, I, I was going to play off your joke earlier, but it's, it doesn't make any sense. And several new interviews with actors, cast, and crew. Um, I like your joke earlier, by the way. Is which it one? Green Olive Erstone. Oh green man, olive. he's salty. See, he was I, a salty director back in the day. See, I inject my genius into <laughs> into jokes when I don't even know that I'm doing it. Um. <clears throat> Willie's Wonderland, or should I, Wally, Wy, Wiley's Wonderland, which, if I'm not mistaken, was recently covered by a pretty well-known and widely successful podcast. Beyond the Void? We'll be, <laughs> we'll be headed home. You know, I was actually going to put that in here as a joke, but I looked back in their 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 show list, and I don't think that they they did it. No, recently. he he um uh, Alex reviewed it on his YouTube channel. Yeah. And he took a dog shit on it. He dumped he? all over that movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did not like it. I gotta watch that. I'm yeah. I've fallen behind on his uh, on his reviews, and I actually yeah. like his reviews a lot. But uh, uh, this is our podcast, so I'm gonna talk about yeah. This fuck now. that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, so that'll be headed home on DVD and Blu-ray on April 13th, and will include a making of feature at set tour, colorful darkness, and the demon demonatrons. Apparently, they call them demonatrons and more. Uh, so you can also check out an anima traumatic experience episode 227 of the buzzkill podcast to hear your boys talk about it uh you know a few weeks ago it's your boys it's your boy uh the 1980 slasher he knows when you're alone which stars a then unknown thomas jeffrey hanks in his feature film debut, will be hitting shelves on Blu-ray May 18th, courtesy of Scream Factory, with a new 2K scan and four brand new interviews. There's nothing more dreamy than a young Tom Hanks, so you oh, know what? Thomas Jeffrey. I dreamed up. I'm into it. Tom Hanks. And last. What if he went by Jefferson Hanks? 
right? Instead of Tom Jefferson, Hanks. Jefferson Hanks. Jefferson Hanks. <laughs> or Thomas Jefferson. What a <laughs> sexy name. <laughs> oh, man. that's I can't stop listening to the freaking uh, the Hamilton soundtrack now that I finally watched it. <laughs> it's Did you so listen to good. the hip-hop version yet? No, not yet. Because I'm still hung up on the fucking the cast version. Just give me time. All right. Um, lastly here, another slasher, another feature film debut for a young actor, and uh, another Scream Factory release. Go figure. This time it's Jennifer Jason Lee in her first film playing a young blind woman who is being terrorized by a serial killer in eyes of a stranger. The release features a new 2K scan as well as cast and crew interviews, including one with special effects makeup artists Tom Savini and Dean Gates as well as the two new audio commentaries. Eyes of a Stranger will be available on May 18th, and that's all I got for blues, bud. All right, we're going we're gonna to end the news here with two stories that are horror-adjacent. Sort okay. of. They're horror-adjacent. But Horror-adjacent, sort of. <clears throat> sort of. That I, means I still want to talk about no, them. That means having nothing to do with horror. One of, one of them you actually brought to my attention, so I think you'll enjoy oh, it. Uh, back in the day when the Nintendo 64 was king, right? Uh, there were all kinds of horror-related games that you could sink oh, your bro. teeth into. However, one in particular stood out always. Uh, that yeah. game was a game called Shadow Man. Dude. <sighs> <laughs> Tell me about it, James. <laughs> this game... So, <clears throat> you know... <laughs> Make it quick, though. <laughs> you know how we... Well, we're actually not doing that bad on time, considering we took 40 minutes <laughs> at the beginning to talk about Richard Stanley, Dick Stanley. Um... <laughs> You know how we always, <laughs> you know how we always talk about how we love um, Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, like you know, as a movie, it is. It's I like it. It's fun sure. as a, but it's you know, it's, it's got whatever. Naked, it's got a naked chick ghost in it. And that's why. That's why I remember about <laughs> right, it. Right. So cool. Gigantic um, zongas. <laughs> she's dead, Mike. <laughs> so I prefer them. But you know how you know how um, we always said the special features in that movie are what absolutely make that movie yeah. the best because yeah. they go through each one of the the 13 <laughs> ghosts and they give a backstory of each one of the sure. ghosts and it's just creepy as hell and it's awesome. This game, when I bought this game, I bought it completely on a whim when I was younger for Did the Nintendo 64. Did you buy it on 64, 64. or PlayStation? Uh, 64. My man. And, yeah. It probably <laughs> and, looked better on the PlayStation, in fairness, but, you know. Oh, I'm sure it did, but uh, 64, it was so... Like, dude, I'll, I'm going to play it tomorrow. I'm just so stoked for this news. But uh, in the book... Or, no, not in the book. In the game, like, you had dossiers on all of the killers, mm -hmm. and you could, you could go through them, and there was poems about each of the killers. And it was, like, it was just, like, so... So in depth about like there was the you know the video nasty killer which obviously us being horror fans the video nasty killer come uh -huh, on that's uh -huh. fucking awesome and uh, even there was a this is this is a deep cut because nobody knows who the fuck Mayor Mayor is but you know that poem that I wrote for Mayor Mayor when we were gonna we were, we were gonna film a weird like Halloween oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. That like I lifted. Not only is uh, it a deep cut because no one knows my old band. It's also a deep cut hey, my because old band no too, one's bro. ever read this but me and you. <laughs> read what? The poem that you wrote. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe we should post it sometime. It's actually pretty cool. But I I I was heavily inspired for that by the Shadow oh. Man poems. 
I just like, and plus the game is so cool. There's a fucking snake with a skull face named Jaunty, and he's got an Irish accent. And I don't know, dude. This game is so cool. I love it so well, much. But anyway, get you'll to be the happy news. to know then. Uh, Shadow Man <laughs> is getting a 4K remaster mm. coming soon. Now, now, don't get me wrong. This is not a remake, right? They're not remaking it, but they are remastering right, right. the original game, um, right. which is pretty awesome. It's coming to PC April 14th, so pretty soon <clears> here. Just download, uh, get get yourself a Steam account, James, and you can uh, play it on PC. Well, it's, it's also coming to Xbox and stuff too. Um, Consoles are going to be uh, uh, released on a later date. They have not put out sure. a date for those yet. But uh, yeah, if you've never played it, uh, what are you waiting for? Um, what are you waiting for? Voodoo Curse? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, no, it's great. It's it's one of the better N64 games, in my opinion. Loved it. Oh, it's a dope game. James hated it, but um, <laughs> it's the worst. Okay, uh, the last bit of news, though. Uh, a congratulations is in order, James. Oh, God. Why? You make it think. You think everything I'm going to say is bad. Uh, yeah. Congratulations to Mr. Rob Zombie. Yeah, Mr. Rob Zombie. You know he's a horror guy. He does some. He's done some things. Okay, a couple yeah. things. Uh, finally, sure. after 35 years, 11 records, seven of them being solo, he has finally hit the number one spot on the Billboard's sales charts. Really? His new his. Yeah, which is which is crazy, right? For that amount of time that uh, has been passed or whatever. But yeah. uh, his new record, the Lunar Injection Kool Aid Eclipse Conspiracy, God, I love the names of his records, <laughs> uh, is number one on the Billboard charts, which is crazy and it's so good. Uh, we we love Rob Zombie here, even though even though we talk shit about some of his stuff, like you know he does put out some banger movies, like uh, um, which is uh, 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 the 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 blip, 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 Salem. Wow, Lords of Salem. There we go. Lords of Salem. <laughs> uh, we loved Lords of Salem. We loved, uh, you know, Devil's Rejects, House of Thousand Corpses, all those, you know. Uh, and uh, Rob Zombie's music has <clears> always, <throat> I've always been a fan of it, James. You know that. Um, yeah. And, uh, his As of I, I, is no, his new record's no exception. It's fantastic. Yeah, I listened to, uh, when I was doing my, my fancy wall down here, you sent me like th- two or three of the new tracks. Yeah. And I listened to those as I was doing that, and I, I loved all three of them. So I got to check out the entire new record. Yeah, the thing about the thing about Rob Zombie is like it's funny if you're only used to like his Hellbilly Deluxe days, you know, when he first came out and Dragula and like Living Dead Girl and all that stuff. It was much more like straightforward like metal, I guess. Whereas the last three records <clears throat> that he's put out specifically, they've they've been their own beast. They, it has the metal aspect to it. But they're also weird and zany and just kind of fun, very horror centric, very like I don't know. They're I've they're, never I, I've never really considered Rob Zombie metal. He is he is he's like like funk metal. I, I don't even know how to describe folk it, metal it, rather well, not funk. It, folk, that's kind of what it, that's kind of what it is. It's like it's he, like there's a lot of like there's like there's a lot of it, it's it's definitely metal inspired, but there's also like a lot of rock and country and. Yeah, and some funk and like he's he's really sort of like a like a just like he's a, very unique. Like a, he's a, a, he's an extremely a bastard child unique. of like all of these different uh, genres, and that's what's so awesome about it. That's why he's able to kind of he does his thing, like he does his very specific Rob Zombie thing, but he's also able to kind of reinvent himself. Yep, all the time too, and it's to- and it totally flies with all of his fans because. That's just how it's always been. Like he's just a he's this weird amalgam 
amalgamation of all different genres, you know? Absolutely. Um, here's here's the weird thing, too. Like, back in the day when a Billboard number, when, when you're like a Billboard number one charting record, what do you think the numbers were they were putting up? For sales? Yeah. Like, how many records sold to get to number one? Uh, to get to number one. So this is like... Because I don't know too much about record sales. I know like when you get to gold or like you get to we're, we're not talking about that. Whatever, we're not talking about that. To we're get just to saying, number like, one, like first I'm gonna, week, I'm gonna first say, week number one record sold. Is this only physical copies? It's everything. How do they? It's how, everything. Uh, um, uh, twenty thousand. Okay, so that's actually okay. That I that I thought you were gonna way overshoot it. He sold uh, twenty six thousand uh, records in the first week. Which is amazing. Um, I feel like back in the day, though, when physical media was a thing, these numbers would have been a joke, quite frankly. But in in the age where physical media is dead, right? The breakdown of this is very interesting to me. Of the 26,000 sold, physical album sales comprise of 20,000 of that figure. Um, CDs were uh, 13,200. Vinyl was 6,500. Cassettes were 300 <laughs> and the remaining 6,000 were digital albums. So it's, it's interesting actually, to me though, that, that 20,000 albums were physical and only six were digital to me. That speaks volumes as to where the people that actually buy music still where they're buying it from. You know, I think it's, I think it speaks more to where his people that buy music. Are. That's fair. I suppose you know? that's fair. Like when when like Ariana Grande drops an album, are I don't think people are I don't think people are buying physical copies. Well, of I've that. got a I couple. think that what's that? I've got a couple. Well, of course you do, but that's because <laughs> you collect physical media. You know what I mean? Like I well because Ariana Grande is is marketed more toward a younger crowd, and a younger crowd isn't going out and buying physical Vinyl. media. No. No, I agree. Like Rob Zombie's been around for thirty five years. True. So some That's so, true. some people some of the people who are listening to his shit are in their forties, fifties, sixties. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? 30s. So like they're they're the people who or thirties, yeah, thirties, forties, thirties thirties through sixties, sure. maybe even some seventies in there. Like those are the people who grew up buying physical media, so they're still gonna do it. I'm you know? I'm old enough to remember I can I can say this now. I'm old enough to remember when more human than human was a new release on the radio. Oh, dude, yeah. Like that, I, I, I can I remember, finally start saying that. <laughs> I remember when it was, uh, they used it for, they used it for a skydiving scene in Road, uh, road Rules. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> there was like, road and I didn't, Rules. It was that, <laughs> huh? And the, wait, no, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a grandpa asking it because a grandpa would oh, know yeah. what Road Rules was. What's, What's road, road rules, rules? man? <laughs> that's, my, that's my millennial huh? voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's your millennial voice. What's road rules, man? <laughs> um. All right. Um, that's uh, that's finally all I have for the news, though. Congratulations, to Rob Zombie. Uh, we are so late getting into this. This is going to be a long episode, guys. Apologies, because the two movies we're talking about, there's no way to talk about them shortly. So uh, strap hey. yourselves in. Hey, uh, strap consider- yourselves on. Yeah. And let's get into this. James? Consider yourselves lucky because you get to hear us talk for an extra 45 minutes. All right. Well, Mark Wahlberg, what are we uh, what, what are we doing next? Uh, we're going to take a little break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about 
a bunch of crazy people. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. All right. See you then. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. We know that you're no uh, you're no stranger to being committed to psychiatric hospitals. Oh, is that is that a fact? <laughs> I just I just needed something interesting to come in with. Because... <laughs> if 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 being committed to my my room by myself for the last ten years is you know is that then then yes I have been. It's it's self medication. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, first up, we're talking about Shutter Island from 2010. Mm-hmm. Starring Leo. 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 There's still room on my door for you, still Leo. Room, still room on my dick for you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Vile. <laughs> um, Vile, so this was This was directed by, of course... Martin Scorsese. Do you say Scorsese? Never, never heard of him. Do you, say, do you say Scorsese or do you say Scorsese? Scorsese. Do you really? That's how it is. That's how it is. Yeah, I don't that's care. how you say his I don't, name. I don't care. This is the gift. <laughs> this is the gift gif thing. I don't care if I don't care if you say it's Scorsese. It's Scorsese. It's it's Scorsese, but that's fine. No, we'll just we'll just agree to let Did me. You see that right. new movie by Martin Scorsese? Scorsese. <laughs> That's actually probably where it comes from. I'm I'm <laughs> deeply rooted in in not the South, but I'm deeply rooted in the Thumb, which is the South of Michigan. Except that it's the North of that area. It's the no, North whatever. of that area, but it's the it's the South of Michigan. Let's be fair. So uh, Martin Scorsese, <laughs> it's a, if anything, starring <laughs> starring Leo. Uh, and uh, the Hulk, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, fucking talk about. They it. didn't make him angry in this movie, which was good. Talk about a talk about a big old cast here, huh? Um, uh, it's a, Leo. It's a, it's a fucking Scorsese movie. Of course, there's going to be a humongous cast to it. Come on. Of course. <laughs> um, Mark <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is Chuck All. Uh, ben Kingsley. I mean, come Sir on. Sir Ben Kingsley. Max von... Here's another one. And this one, I actually just want to know genuinely how you say this. Max von Sidow or Sidow? I've heard Side, it. Sidow. Is it Sidow? Okay. Sidow. What a great voice Whoa, he has. How weird is this? We switch We switch roles, and I'm the one correcting you on your pronunciation. I think whoever leads off just instinctively gets names wrong. That might be true. <laughs> but it also... We've just we've just figured this out. But it also might... Ju- the Notice both of the names that I've asked you about, people say them two different ways. Yeah, they say my names weirdly, too. It's just, it's just usually mine or like, like Asian names that nobody outside of their respective countries can actually pronounce. Now, this next one I'm going to need help with. My okay. sh- Michelle Wiley-Imes. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Williams, uh, Emily Mortimer, P- 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 Patricia Clarkson. That's <laughs> actually sorry, the what? proper pronunciation. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Uh, yeah. Just, just, uh, just Elias Cotes. I mean, John Carroll Lynch, dude. Don't forget John Carroll John Lynch, Carol Lynch. Elias Cotes. God, um, get out. Oh, Ted, 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 Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Ted Levine. 
listen, it it was not lost on me. It was not lost on me that the uh, the warden of the insane asylum was played by Buffalo Bill. Yeah, that was not lost on me. <laughs> it was it wasn't lost on me either. <laughs> it was actually probably one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. Uh, I know you. <laughs> we're we're violent. Man. If I if I chomp down in your eyeball right now, do you think you could stop me? <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Why are you always Buffalo Bill? Even when you're playing no, the warden right. of a fucking insane insane asylum, you're still Doesn't Buffalo matter. Bill. Every time I see Elias Cotes, he's Casey Jones. Oh fuck! Every yeah, time. Dude. Every time. Doesn't matter. Always. Um. But uh, and John Carroll Lynch is always the guy that melts to death in fucking Don uh, Volcano. <laughs> that or uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, Where he jumps off the back of the oh, train holding the girl in his arms, <laughs> and he jumps into the lava and he throws the girl to safety when he's just like, "I'm fucking melting." <laughs> I can't like I would love best. for I would love for that to be the automatic my automatic uh, idea of John Carroll Lynch when I see him, but I always go to his creepy ass character in Zodiac. Oh, it's a good one too. Always. The he's he's such a nice dude though. Like he's such a nice guy. Oh yeah. Um. I well, I talked to him when they were filming Gran Torino. Yeah. Because he plays one of the sons in Gran Torino, and it's funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, at the time, fucking my dumbass boss walks up to him and goes, "So what? What do I know you from?" (laughs) He's like, "Uh, I was on Seinfeld and and." I was in Volcano. Like, it was the most awkward fucking thing. Probably nothing because you don't look like you're on a TV. Well, this is Father Tim. This wasn't even Scott. This is this is Tim. Even still. Yeah. And but it's like I'm sitting there talking to him like about his roles or whatever. Like, not like in a weird fan way, but we're just, you know, shooting the shit about like movies or whatever. You know, we were just talking about stuff. And then my boss walks in, he goes, So what do I know you from? It's like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, Tim. Don't talk to people if you don't know who they are, you know, first off. But you you know him from not being a piece of shit like you. Yeah, exactly. John Carroll Lynch is awesome. All right, James Shutter Island. Let's 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 dive into this. Uh, we've both seen this movie before. All right, yeah. So first off, uh, big spoilers ahead here. This movie does Huge. have this movie does have a twist. And if you know that if you haven't seen the movie and you learn what the twist is, it will ruin the watch experience for you it will so um, please go this is on netflix i know y'all have it so like just go watch it first and then come back yep. and listen to this um yep. this movie's awesome i fucking no, it's love so, it it's so good i love this you movie know, we talked earlier when i was dropping the beer off you know we we had a had a buzzed wiser uh <laughs> while we were while we were waiting for uh <laughs> you were so proud of that joke it wasn't even funny <laughs> we had a, we had a we had a beer when I dropped off the beer, and um, one of the things that we had mentioned was that you can only watch this movie once. Like you can only watch this movie uh, the way that it was intended, right. One time, right? Because once you know the twist, it is a completely different viewing experience. But not and a that's, that's, but, but not a bad viewing experience on the second one because the second time through watching it, it, it offers the opportunity to watch different things that are going on within the shot sure that kind of it, it's it's just well you're sort of like divergent though to it you know what i'm saying like you watch it the first time and you go in like not knowing what to expect and yeah. you're filled with all of these emotions and you're watching it yeah. and it's like you finally <clears throat> get to the very end and that's the climax right like that's <clears throat> 
this movie is like sex. The second <laughs> time that you watch it, that movie is blown out. You know everything about it. It's like... <laughs> oh, my God. You're, you're well, noticing all the things you didn't notice before. Hold like, on, though, you know. because I have a lot to talk about in this movie because yeah. I watched it. So I've I've only ever seen this movie one other time before, and it was like back around the time that it came out, right? Correct. So it blew my mind the first time. My second watch, which was uh, earlier today, I go, okay, I know what the twist is. I know all the angles. I'm looking at all these different things within the shots that I need to be looking at. It's literally how I watch porn, by the way. <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I know I know all the angles. I, t- I know what I'm supposed to be looking I at. I took it all in. <laughs> and and I go, okay. Um so, you know, it turned out it turned out the first like the the first time that I watched it, it turned out like it did that time, but you know, this time I got to watch some of the other characters. But then you and I got to talking about some stuff, and it made me go, "I'm gonna go back and rewatch some of this shit." So yeah. I went back and and rewatched a good portion of the scenes again for a third time. Yep. And it left me thinking some other things. Like I, I actually, since we talked earlier, I actually have changed the way that I think too. Have you? I have, yeah, because I I was thinking about it uh, before we started recording. All right, well, let's get into it then. Yeah, so before, we we can't even talk about our theories, though, unless people know what we're talking about. Otherwise, it's not going to make sense. Well, hopefully people have watched it by the time they're listening to this, but... We've given spoilers, James. Like, we've given spoiler announcements here. This is their fault. Hey, you, listening to us right now. Yeah, you, Josh, because you're the only one that listens to us. (laughs) We told you. We warned you. Okay, we're good. Um... So this, uh, this is the story of, in 1954, a U.S. Marshal investigates the disappearance of a murderer who escaped from a hospital for the criminally insane. Um, this, yeah. This place, it's called Ashcliff. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's a, obviously, a, like Mike said, it's a hospital for the, or a, a sanato- sanitarium for the criminally insane. Sanitarium. <laughs> and it's on an island, so it's like, hey... This person can't go too far. So mm-hmm. this U.S. Marshal shows up with his new partner, somebody who he's never met before, and and they're tasked with finding this person who has inexplicably escaped from a, a, a cell that's barred on one side and a, a locked on the other side with yep. a you know on the, a heavy iron door. The woman that he's looking for is a woman named Rachel, who was accused of killing her, uh, drowning her kids. Right. And you know she's she's considered to be you know super dangerous and this and that. How does she just disappear? You know, and so he shows up and he's awkward to begin with. Like you know, there's something weird about him the second you meet his character, right? You know, there's just, there's just something off about him. He's getting seasick or whatever. He's not really all there. He doesn't know his new partner. It's like his entire life is weird even to him. As as weird as it is to you as the viewer trying to catch up a little bit. Well, see now, I feel like you're describing it as somebody who is in the know already. See, okay, see that's you're because you 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 already started off with oh, there's already something weird about him when you find like you're saying it as if you already know the twist. True. One of the things I did notice though, and this has nothing to do with the twist, is did you notice in the scenes where they're on the boat? And they're uh, they're outside the boat with the water behind him and all that. It looks like extremely obvious green screen. There's a few of those, and I think I think that was intentional though. Why is that? 
I think that it was intentional because you're supposed to know that's not real. Well, I really do. I no, think that because at I, that time when this movie was made, that should have been seamless and you never should have noticed it. I think that they intentionally made it look a little bit funky. Like as if they were acting in front of like a, on a stage or something like that, right? To make it look just maybe fake enough to where something seems off. Same. Because it definitely was. Same with when he's in the car with uh, Travis yes. Green when they're driving. That's yes. obviously like a not. It doesn't. It didn't even look like a green screen. It looked like the old school. Like they were projection. in a station. They were in a stationary vehicle with a with a projection behind them. Yep. Um, exactly. Which I I agree with you on that. I don't think that that like the boat ride in the beginning. I actually think that happened because I think that they wanted to fully immerse. There's no way the there's no way the boat ride happened. Why they wouldn't put him on a boat? Why? I guess they could have, but like why he was full he was fully immersed. Okay, spoilers. We're gonna talk about spoilers from now on. So if you don't want to hear this, don't listen to it. He was fully immersed in his delusion at that point. That's true. And Mark Ruffalo was with him. Right. So okay, okay. I'll give you that. But that being said, I still think they shot it in a way to to where you knew that like what you were viewing through his lens, something was a little off. Right. That's all. Right. I, I think that was intentional. Um, yeah. So he gets uh, he gets to the island to investigate this girl's death. And as he's going on, he meets this entire cast of characters. Not her death, her he, escape. Or her escape, sorry. Uh, he meets this entire cast of characters. And little by little, the story unfolds. And there's all these like sidebar things and... You know, things aren't what they seem, and he has these, like, delusions. Like, he'll be dreaming of this woman, and you don't know who she is. Clearly, it's somebody who is no, close you do. to him. You do. Do we know that Yeah, he Michelle tells Williams He tells Mark, Mark Ruffalo's character is named uh, Chuck. He tells him on the boat ride in the very beginning, because uh, Chuck asks him, are you married? You got a girl? And he says, I did. I had a wife, but she died. Okay. She died, Yeah. She died okay, in a, but you don't she know, but you fire, don't know any but... of the you don't really know any of the details about it though. You only know what he's giving you and what he's giving you is not really the whole truth. Right. It's not. It, it unfolds very like like little by little throughout the entire movie. Right, right, right. Um but yeah, so he starts having those these weird delusions though that you know are all in his head. And so you start to kind of get the impression that maybe he's a little bit unstable, like this cop is a bit unstable and maybe the place is bringing it out of him. You don't really know what's going on. And as he's, uh, as he's progressing through his investigation, it's like things just sort of seem to fall apart on him, right? Like his investigation hits a bunch of stone walls. He can't, he's not getting the cooperation that he wants. The, the doctors are all very nice to him except for Max von Sydow's character. Uh, but like the doctors are very nice to him, and, and, and they want to help him, but then they also don't give him what he wants. It's kind of weird, right? It's kind of like this weird give-and-take kind of relationship that he has with them. And then uh, randomly, Rachel shows back up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like all this weird, weird, weird shit happens. Um, I feel like we could go through all the the bits and pieces of the story, but we'd be here forever yeah, trying on, to do it. Honestly, I so think... I'm trying to kind of like cliff note it, cliff yeah, note right. it here a little bit. Uh, basic, yeah. Basically, he goes on this like what at times seems like a wild goose chase for this person who may or may not be real. Uh, he's at every turn he is becoming increasingly more neurotic, like paranoid that he's being watched that he's part of some sort of weird plot Mm -hmm. against him they're they're convinced that like these weird experiments happen like in the uh 
in the lighthouse, basically. Right. And so like, and it, he and it all kind of ties on the and it all kind of ties back to his because this takes place in uh, 1954. So um, it all kind of ties back to the fact that he was in in World War Two. World War Two, and he was actually at the the liberation of um, Jewish people at the Dachau uh, concentration camp. Yeah. And so he's got like severe PTSD because it's it's pretty famously and well documented that at, at Dachau the American soldiers like executed all of the um all of the German soldiers. That's actually yeah. a thing that happened. Well, I don't know if you knew him. that or Let's not. Be honest. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so he's got like severe PTSD. Um and 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 so it, it's kind of And also dealing with the death of his wife. Right. He's literally <clears throat> kind of unraveling as right. the movie's going on. And then at the same time, he's got people telling him, like, Chuck actually tells him at one point in time, they've been watching you, like, this whole thing is, like, while you were looking into them, they were looking into you, and he's got patients uh-huh. writing notes to him, telling him to run and shit like that, so it's yeah. it's all just sort of lending it's very itself confusing. to this weird conspiracy. It's very confusing for his character to try to make sense of what's going on, Right, and at first, you think that like this place that he's in is crazy, or this place that he's in is is causing these delusions or whatever, right? And um, this is where the the big, huge spoilers are going to come into play here. You know, you you do come to find out that he is not who he thinks he is. You know, this this character, this character that Leonardo DiCaprio has created in um, in uh, Teddy Daniels, he's not Teddy Daniels. He's basically created this character as a coping mechanism to deal with the fact that his wife murdered his three children and then he killed his wife on top of the PTSD from being in the war. And he's just a completely fucked up person at this point. Like, he's created this narrative in his head because he was a U.S. Marshal. That was true. Mm -hmm. But he's basically created this character inside of that one thing that he knew. Uh, and to, the general... to to avoid facing the reality of uh, the fact that his wife murdered his three children, and then Correct. he in turn murdered his wife out of and, retaliation. And Ben Kingsley, who plays Doctor Colley, has this grand idea that if you just let the patient live their fantasy, they will eventually live it live it to the point where they can live themselves out of it almost, right? Well, it's like... Like, he, if you just keep giving them what they want, and they'll come back around at some point. Well, he was trying to get him to... Because the entire time, he's got these sort of... Con, these, like, paranoid conspiracy ideas. And he wanted him to get to the point where he would realize that his conspiracy theories were so outrageous that there's no possible way that they could be real. Yeah, to get him back to reality, to where he could admit what his wife had done and what he had done, and event and and essentially this was all to avoid uh, a lobotomy, because he was getting, because yeah. he was living in this delusion, and he was getting violent toward other people in the in the hospital because yeah he, he'd actually hurt people in the right. deal, and so it was all to avoid a lobotomy. Um, because Ben Kingsley's character, Collie, and, uh, Mark Ruffalo's character, Chuck, a.k.a. Dr. Sheehan, were both, like, the sympathetic ones who didn't believe in the old-school way of doing things, which is lobotomy. 
they yeah, believed and that's in the, the thing. new school, which is, you know, proper medication and proper therapy and stuff like that. Yeah, and so you bring up Chuck, though. So Chuck, <clears throat> who was the entire movie, you think of Chuck as Teddy's partner. Like, so Mark Ruffalo as Leonardo DiCaprio's partner, right? Um, but he's not. He's actually Teddy Daniels. He's actually his psychiatrist. And he's there keeping an eye on him throughout this experience, playing the role of his partner. And it's funny because the first time that you watch the movie, it's so subtle, you don't really think anything of it. Right. And I was telling you, like when I when we re- rewatched this movie, um, I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I actually couldn't even remember. I, I was watching, I'm thinking, is Mark Ruffalo even real? Mm. Like, does he actually like interact with people? Which he does. Um, which he does, yeah. I was a little bit off on that, but he definitely wasn't who I thought he was, though. I, I think there was there was definitely more to his character than I remembered. Yeah. Um. And my experience rewatching it now, like I, because I knew the twist, I was watching a lot more of the background characters and the secondary mm-hmm. characters and stuff. So I was watching Mark Ruffalo's character Chuck a lot, and it's interesting to watch him because in situations where he should be paying attention to what. Uh, Teddy is paying attention to. Instead, he's looking directly at Teddy to see how yeah. he's going to respond. Yeah, much. There's also much there's like also a s- much like a doctor would look at their patient to see how they're responding to a certain thing. There's also scenes where when like they're interrogating people, there'll be guards from the hospital all standing behind Teddy, but there's no guards standing behind Chuck. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like they're they're interviewing some girl who's also in the um. Who's also in the 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 facility, and she every time she every time Teddy is asking her questions, she feels really nervous and she keeps glancing over to Chuck. Right. In a way where it's like, oh, you're the doctor. Am I am I allowed to do this? Well, Am I supposed to every do time, like, every time, because at this point, Teddy has no idea who Doctor Sheehan is. He apparently exactly. left he, to go in on his vacation. delusion. He has no idea who he is. Right. Yeah. It's it's really fascinating. It's it's a geniusly written movie. It really is. Um, even down to the very end, like I remember the first time that I saw this movie, I was mind blown by it. Like I was like, Oh shit. Like I knew something was off. I didn't think that it was this necessarily. Right. And one of the things that they do really well in this movie is that they kind of play with your head a little bit into thinking that maybe he's not actually crazy. Like maybe this place is what he thinks it is. And they're testing people for, you know, the Nazis or for, you know, these weird government well, not not necessarily for the Nazis, but like they're <clears throat> they're doing some of the same things that uh, because at one point in time he comes across what he perceives as the real Rachel Solando, Doctor mm-hmm. Rachel Solando, who was a well-respected psychiatrist at the facility, and she says much like the Nazis were doing experiments on the Jews, much like uh, Russians were doing experiments on their own people in the gulags. We are now doing it here. Yeah. On yeah, I didn't Shutter mean Island. for the Nazis. I just meant like the Nazis. Like the like, Nazis. He's like, yeah. he's like the Americas are are adopting these ways of of uh, torturing and testing people, basically. <clears throat> um, and and at the end of the movie, there's I remember the first time that I saw the movie, I was more in this camp, um, and less so the second time now watching it through. I always remembered it being a lot more open ended at the very end. Mm-hmm. Like I remember him sitting on. So after the whole thing is done, you know they confront him and tell him that you're not who you think you are. You need to break free of this, otherwise you're going to die. Basically, get a lobotomy. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the end of the movie, 
it's Teddy sitting on on the steps smoking a cigarette, and then uh, Mark Ruffalo's character uh, Chuck walks up and sits down next to him and has a conversation with him the same way that he has been the entire movie, and because Teddy is responding in the same way. You know, Chuck looks over at the doctors and gives him a nod, basically like, "Yes, he's still in his delusion." He, no, no, we he, didn't, we he looks didn't over and him. shakes his. No, he he approaches him, not as Chuck or as uh, like he's not specifically approaching him as Chuck. Yes, or, he is though, because he calls him boss. He calls him boss. Well, he's been calling which him is, boss, which the is what the character movie. of Chuck did throughout the entire movie. He was still playing Chuck. He goes, what do you want to do next, boss? What do you want to do? Like, he's he's 100% okay. playing the character of Chuck still at the end. Right, but... But he looks over he looks over him and he goes, he shakes his head basically saying, no, it didn't work, is, is what it is. I'm right. sorry. That's what he does. Not right. not shakes his head yes. He shakes his head no but because then, their idea didn't work. But then Teddy slash Andrew, because his real name is Andrew, comes yep. come to find out, he looks at him, and right before he gets up and walks toward the guys who are there to give him a lobotomy, he looks at him and he says, you know, this place has kind of has been making me wonder, and uh, Ruffalo's like, yeah, what's that? And he goes, is it better is it- to is it better to live as a monster or die as a good man? So that line is what changed my mind <clears throat> in the last couple hours about the ending of this movie. Yeah. So when I was, when I had stopped over at your place, I go, there's a lot of stuff that kind of makes you wonder if maybe he was this and that, like maybe it is a little bit more open ending. Like I thought it was originally. Um, that line though, changed my mind because, because he's basically, he's choosing to live as the detective. Yeah. Uh, and he's choosing to go get the lobotomy. Like he's basically, he's, is a, better to live as a monster as in his his regular person or die as the good man that he created and he chose better to die as a good man so technically speaking their treatment worked it did work yeah it did bring him back yeah and because he was brought back he chose to just continue that persona he knew that he still couldn't like even though he was now in a lucid state he still couldn't live with what he had done, so he chose no. to go get a lobotomy. Yeah, and, I, and but and in now, order to now that in I'm... order to choose, in order to actually, because there's no way he could have just requested a lobotomy. So in order to choose the lobotomy, he had to pretend like he was still living in the delusion. Exactly, and that's the part that I think I didn't understand the first time that I saw it. I think that I didn't realize what he was doing, <clears> which is why I'm like, oh, it's open ended. Maybe he really is that guy. Like. I don't. I just don't think that I understood quite what they were doing back in the day. Here's the thing: the first time I ever watched this movie, that was my takeaway. The what we just said, True. like he 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 chose to go get a lobotomy, like the therapy worked, but he chose to do it. Right. The second time I watched this movie, I thought I walked away with the same thing. I was like, okay, it's the same ending that I thought it was the first time that I watched it. Just I watched a lot more of the background characters this time. And then I started thinking about a few of the things that you and I were talking about. And I go, I'm going to go rewatch some stuff. And I'm not going to say that my mind is completely changed, but they really do a good job of, of, leave, of, of leaving so many parts of the movie ambiguous that if you really wanted to 
if you really wanted to lean into the idea that the whole time uh they're basically just fucking with them it's like it's like a it was almost well coincidentally too because i was like i was like this is almost like some manchurian candidate shit and i was mm-hmm. like when did that take place that took place in 19, 1954 i think same year uh or 1952. It's either it's either 52 or 54, which are the two dates that they happen to mention in the movie, 52 and 54, right? Um that's kind of what it is. So I was the first time I rewatched it, I was like, "Okay, it's pretty cut and dry. It's exactly what I thought it was the first time, right?" And then uh, it like he was just actually a patient the entire time. No funny business. It's just Yeah. They were trying to do exactly what they wanted to with this like completely immersive therapy, right? And he was he was he was aware of everything that they did, and uh, um, but then I rewatched a couple things, and from the very beginning of the movie, I know that. So I guess this kind of banks on whether or not you think that the scene in the cave with uh, r- the real Rachel Saldano was real or not, or so- Soldano is that her name? I think I think that was all fake. Personally, you think that was all fake? Yeah. It's 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 interesting because he it the movie opens up with him throwing up in the bathroom, right? Cuz mm-hmm. he's on he's on the ferry and he can't handle the water. He's got like this crazy aversion to water and you don't really sure. know why until you figure out, you know, toward the end of the movie. But um he starts smoking Chuck cigarettes immediately. At the in the very in the second scene of the movie, like he he, he can't find his cigarettes. And Chuck reaches into his pocket, not even the same pocket that he took his own cigarette from and hands him a cigarette. He says, "Here, here, have one of mine." Like he already had one ready. Really? For it was him. a different it was a different pocket? It looks like he pulls it from his cuz Chuck pulled his own cigarettes out of his left inside breast pocket. Okay. And it's cut off from like here down, but it kind of looks like he pulls a cigarette already prepared for him out of his right pocket. And it's not, and and Leo's not even, uh, Teddy's not even looking for his cigarettes for more than a second before Chuck goes, Here, have one of mine. Like he already knew. So he starts smoking those cigarettes immediately on the boat. And if they're drugging his cigarettes, it could, it could start that quickly. And the cigarettes might not necessarily be the, uh, the, what did they call them? The neuro, neuro, smoking gun. The neuro, neuroleptics or whatever the fuck they call them. But it's, it's what causes the migraines that gives them it gives them an excuse to give him the pills. So hmm. he starts smoking the cigarettes immediately when he gets on the island. He starts having photosensitivities, starts having headaches. So as soon as they get into Doctor Colley's office, Doctor Call he asks Doctor Colley if he's got any aspirin, and at that point he starts taking pills from Doctor Colley. You're right. <clears throat> I never even thought about that. It's it's interesting too because you talk about um, the woman in the cave. Yeah, that he go, that he goes to see, all or Rachel, and then also the character of George Noyce. So George Noyce was a guy played uh, by Jackie or Haley, and there's the, so basically the the compound where they're at is broken up into three different areas. You have basically Ward One, Ward Two, and Ward Three. Ward three is where it's like an old like castle, basically. It's a Civil War era. Civil fort, War era basically. fort, whatever. Yeah, and uh, that's where he's convinced they're doing a lot of these experiments and this and that, right? So he breaks into there and he meets George Noyce. And the thing about George Noyce is that he 
pretty much explains to a T everything that's going on in the movie. Mm-hmm. If you believe that narrative. Mm-hmm. He's like, did you already smoke the cigarettes? Did you already start taking the pills? It's already lost on you. You're screwed. Yada, yada. It's He's pretty much like the spoiler of the entire movie. Only they disguise it in a way to where you don't necessarily believe him because of all the other stuff that they're setting up in the movie. I almost wonder if they give away the entire movie right there, but they disguise it so well that people don't even pick up on it. Don't believe that it's real, you know? Don't because like, he's, they don't even believe that that interaction is real? Well, whether the interaction was real, because the, even the doctors try and say, oh, you met George Nice. He's this crazy, delusional man. Yada. Like, they try to explain it away that easily, and they try to... like. You know, they, at this point, they want you to believe that everything that DiCaprio is going through is crazy. Yeah. You know, so it's like, is it, would, would they have literally just buried the complete truth into the middle of the movie with George Noyce's character, but then be so brazen to think that we can give this whole thing away, but you still won't believe it? I think so too, because when you're dealing with people's sanity and like, Especially this deep into the movie where you don't you can't really trust anything that you're seeing. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect place to hide the answer right out in the open. And if you think about the ending too, where he you know, we're, I'm gonna go back to that quote that we were that we were looking at before, and it's is it better to live as a monster and die as a good man? What if he knows he's a good man? He knows the truth. And that's that's in that kind of and he know he's never getting out of there that's what i'm saying like, okay god damn it now you got me switching see dude back. that's what like and 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 this all this all started too because like i wanted to i started to formulate this on my like watching these scenes for a third time and i go now i kind of want to know what other people are thinking about online and like the first two or three uh articles that i pulled up the people were the the people who wrote the articles were so um uh, like just absolutist they were just like no there's no conspiracy it's all just he's a fucking and you guys are if you think that if it's anything other than what they said at the end of the movie then you're just a fucking dumbass and i was yeah, like those those well, are the kind of people you. that i hate those people, are the kind of people like that, that suck dude. at life yeah too. i hate people like that because you talk <laughs> to them and they're just like they're just like no this movie was about this and fuck you if you think anything else and i was like i want to go down some rabbit holes here dude so then I started thinking. I went back. Oh, I was God. like, he started smoking the cigarettes from the very from within the first two minutes of the movie. He started taking the pills within the first ten minutes of the movie. Um, there's what if two at the very end? So I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, but what ahead. if two at the very end when Mark Ruffalo looks back at the doctors and shakes his head no? What if he's saying to them, no, it didn't take right. Like Mark Ruffalo knew that he was sort of faking it. Exactly. Like he, sort of, like he knew that uh, he like, didn't believe what they were trying to what pull. What if this was so all? So that's why they're giving him a lobotomy so that he won't remember it. What if the Rachel Saldano? Oh, what if the Rachel <laughs> Solando that she, that he met in the cave was real? And what if she was saying they're doing these weird experiments, trying to figure out if, like you know, experimenting with the human mind and seeing what they can achieve. To create these ghosts, aka like these Manchurian candidate type people, sure, sure. that they can send back out into the world and have them do our bidding, sure, with no recollection of of, of previous events. And but if, the thing and, is, though, and is if you the watch PTSD the scene, that he, the and PTSD if you watch that the he was scene, suffering through though actually happened. Yeah. 
So they're using that to their advantage. Like right. his wife and, literally killed his and kids. He and, literally did all the stuff. And I was like, well, that doesn't, I, I was like, at first I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because at the end of the movie, when they finally get him to admit to everything that he's done, I was like, well, he fills in all these blanks where he talks about his wife and like how she drowned the kids and he came home, found found her all wet. and But, but then I went back and rewatched the scene where he's in, in the office with Dr. Colley the first time. Mm-hmm. And the doctor sets up that entire narrative just with Rachel Sol, uh, Solando. He looks at him and he looks him dead in the eye and like he'll 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 make this really intense eye contact with him and he'll look at him and he'll go, and then she drowned all three of her kids. And like he's really like And they're he's they're really doctors, he's really squir- they know how to he's really you know, put these things into your Exactly. Head. He's really like squirreling that idea that and like the throughout the entire movie, dude, I'm telling you, if you go back and rewatch this movie again, and watch it from the perspective of, it's they're actually doing uh, an experiment to see if they can take somebody who is mentally uh, unstable. Uh, I don't want to say unstable necessarily, but mentally but scarred, men- mentally compromised in some sure. way, and feed them a narrative to the point because. If you look at it from that direction, this movie is so much more sinister. Like they're trying, yeah, they're it really is. they're trying to they're trying to huh. they're trying to see they're not trying to take a a crazy person and see if they can bring them back from the brink of insanity by doing a role play. They're taking a sane person with some mental trauma and seeing if they can push them if they can purposely push them into the brink of insanity into believing a completely false narrative and even to the point where they will admit to all the like go back and rewatch it dude it's i i i, I want I, to again I still, already honestly. i still don't honestly know where i fall on this like it's it because there's there's a few things that i'm i'm still up in the air about like um latest uh is that his name latest yep uh because the the Rachel Salando and Dolores Chanel thing that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. That's easy. They knew that his wife's name was Dolores Chanel. They can easily take a name of a person at the who's supposedly a patient at the place and call her Rachel Salando, and it's already an anagram. The only thing I don't understand is how he would already have the name Andrew Latus implanted into his mind. Unless it was someone that they, if they, I mean, if they watched his life, they would know who might be close to them. But he's you know? on. But he, throughout the entire movie, he's under the impression that his name is Edward Daniels. That's true. That's the only that's thing. That's the only thing that kind of fucks up this entire well, idea. You brought up. Uh, you brought up the idea of anagrams, and I think this is very interesting. Uh, the title of the movie, Shutter Island, uh-huh. is an anagram for truth and lies. Yeah. Which is very interesting to me. I never knew that. This is a uh, this is an IMDb special here that I uh, that I pulled out, but uh, <laughs> I never knew that was the thing. And now that I'm reading this, it's like okay, they wouldn't just give you the end of the movie away, right? They right. wouldn't just explain it in a way that made sense. This this isn't that kind of movie. Like this is the kind of movie that 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 tells you one thing and then gives you a big twist at the end and explains it right. But then there's also another hidden twist 
in there. Right. That, that's what kind of movie, it's kind of like Inception, where they give you the ending and you think you know what it is, but now that ending of Inception is so hotly debated whether or not he's in the real world or in the fake world. Right, like, right. You don't know. They, they, you think they give it to you, but they don't actually give it to you. Right. I feel like this is the exact same thing. Yeah. Fuck, I'm totally on your train now that he, <laughs> that he was duped. I'm telling you, dude. You gotta, I'm on the train. You gotta go back and wa- you gotta go back and watch some of it because it, it's it's it, what I mistook for, or I'm gonna I'm not gonna say mistook because it might still be this, but like you go back and you watch the reaction of like Chuck. Watch Chuck's face throughout the entire movie because if you, oh, he's constantly watching. Yeah. He's constantly watching, but there's like these moments, Chuck and Dr. Cauley for sure, there's these moments of like panic on their face. Sure. Every once in a while where you're like, that was very telling. Or they'll like, they'll look at each other and you're like, you're like, so are they looking at each other and and giving each other that look because he's getting too close to the truth that they're not who they say they are or because he's getting too close to the truth that he's not who he thinks he is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's also scenes too where uh, I I never noticed this, but I was reading about this. Like, there's also scenes where, because like Mark Ruffalo's character Chuck is actually like he's engaging with Terry, you know, a lot. Yeah. In in certain scenes or whatever, but if you actually pay attention to Chuck, if you look at like his his hand that is down by his side, he's literally motioning for guards to mm-hmm. come over, and like take control of the situation, right, or do stuff like that, which totally is is exactly what we're talking about like it's i don't know it's it's crazy it's weird i love it um yeah i don't know before we before we move on to the next movie i do want to run one more thing by you which i thought was just fun uh the actual island is linked to the batman mythos did you read this i did did you read the it's, did you read the whole thing i just think it's fun did you read the I whole thing i just think it's though? fun I did. I think it's just very fun. It says the bat the actual island is linked to the Batman mythos in which Gotham City has an island named Arkham Asylum, an institution for the mentally unstable patients, dangerous prisoners, and the criminally insane. In the movie, the chief psychiatrist resembles Percef- Professor Hugo Strange, which is true. He does. Um the doctor in charge of Arkham. Also, the corrections officer mentions that the island is covered in poison ivy, which could be linked to the Batman villain of the same name. Poison ivy also appears in one of the primary villains in Batman Arkham Asylum, um, which, in, which is inspired by the island-bound asylum. It's fun and stupid and probably has nothing to do with it, <laughs> read, but I kind of read, like the idea that like this is like the real-life adaptation. Read, read, the last, read the last line of that, though. Oh, this is conjecture and has nothing to do with the movie. No, no, that, that, I, I agree with you. I agree with that. Like, can, can I said just, this is just for fun. Can just anybody submit this shit to IMDb? Yeah. 100%. Can, can you really? 100%. Because that was obviously just somebody who was just like, oh, it seems like there's some weird parallels yeah, that's, here. Yeah, that, that's... That's kind of funny. I, yeah, I, I, I just I didn't know that I, I like could... I like that that idea though. That yeah, this is like oh, the yeah. real life adaptation of Arkham Asylum. Oh yeah, that's it's that's a lot of fun. I like that. Yeah. Um, All right, shall we move on? <laughs> we shall. We I shall. actually, dude, I think I think I think at some point we should revisit and deep dive into this movie because <laughs> I feel like I I I read too many things where people were just so sure of themselves and i was just like but you're not taking this into consideration you know what i mean sure we need to come back and deep dive like uh, even if we do once we can get back together in person we can do youtube shit again 
Maybe we need to deep dive into this one. Start doing commentaries and, 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 like and have like video evidence. You know what I mean? I'm into it. Cause I'm I f- into it. Because I, I just feel like we could, I could blow the <laughs> fucking roof off of this thing. All right. Anyways. I am into it. Okay. <laughs> let's, so let's moving on to one. A Cure for Wellness from 2016. Uh, this is directed by Gore uh, Verbinski. Gore Verbinski, uh, you would know from directing the very first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Mm-hmm. He also directed the Ring reboot, mm-hmm. uh, the, the American one. He also directed, James, four, count them, four Bad Religion music videos. Did he really? Uh, he was a fucking uh, punk rock guitarist himself back okay. in the day. Uh, he also directed uh, probably the creme de la creme of his music video career. Uh, he directed Monster Magnets Teenage Negasonic Warhead video. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which I don't know if you're familiar with that video, uh, but it's the, the greatest thing ever. It's all the different... All the different uh, members of the bands are like on their own asteroids floating through space, <laughs> and it looks very much like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> intro. Like the entire thing, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's Gore Bravinsky. Uh, yeah, A Cure for Wellness. If you've never heard of this movie, uh, it came out, like I said, a few years ago. An ambitious young executive is sent to retrieve his company's CEO from an idyllic but mysterious wellness center at the remote location in the Swiss Alps, but soon suspects that the spa's treatments are not what they seem. Um, this is where we get into our eel talk, James, that we that we mentioned earlier. Eel talk. Eel talk. Eel talk. <laughs> <laughs> Be a good uh, nature podcast. Eel talk. Eel talk. <laughs> All right, so this movie is starring Dane DeHaan, DeHaan. as DeHaan as Lockhart. Uh, he's the lead. He's the lead of the movie. He was in um, a bunch of other stuff that's not coming to my head right now. Uh, he was in uh, Chronicle. Yep, Chronicle. Yep, we did that for the show. Uh, you also have Jason Isaacs who plays Volmer, who is the uh, he's basically like the wellness center's boss. Like he's the main main dude in charge of the wellness center, right? Is that how you describe him? Uh, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, yeah the like, director of the wellness. The director, Center. sure. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good thing for it. Uh, you have Mia Goth who plays Hannah. Hannah is the young woman, the young girl, who is also a patient at the wellness center. Really, the only, really the only young patient. Yeah, the rest so of them she's are far younger than everybody else there. Yeah. Everybody oh, else is there. Is or, old? Or is or is she? Oh, dun, dun, well, dun. well, James, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, Ivo Nandi, who plays Enrico, who is my favorite character of the entire movie. The cab driver. He's, he's, uh, he's good at driving. He's sure. good at driving. But I thought he was the most, um, of all the characters in the movie, I thought he was the most believable. Like, he was just the most real character. For sure. In the entire movie. For sure. Because he was, he like, even when, even when they're on their way up to this place, you can, you can see, like, you get the vibe, like, he shouldn't be going up there. And... Yeah, and like, I'm he's, gonna take you and, there, and he's but the guy. But maybe, and, maybe don't go. And he's the guy who he knows I'm gonna drive rich people up here, and I'm gonna drop them off, and then I'm gonna take my leave. I'm gonna go back down the hill because I know that I get paid good money to be up here, but I'm not fucking sticking around. Which is also probably why he drinks at the bar a lot. Probably, <laughs> honestly. Uh, the only other character I want to point out here is uh, Pembroke, played by Harry Groner. 
Um, Pembroke is, he's sort of like the, the main focus of the movie. He's the whole entire reason that Lockhart is at the wellness center to begin with. Yeah. What are you laughing at? Oh, uh, Harry. Say his name wrong? Harry, no, Harry Groner is a fucking oh. funny name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's, here's your basic outline of the story. Um, Lockhart works for this this firm, right? And he's working his way up the ranks, and he gets called into like basically the big CEO of this financial firm, and they're they're kind of giving him the tenth degree, kind of trying to figure him out. They put like this piece of paper in front of him saying that you're fucked. We know what you did, and he goes, "No, if I was really fucked, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. There's a bigger reason for me to be here, right?" And he right. kind of unravels them a little bit, and they end up sending him on this wild goose chase to. The Swiss Alps, where Pembroke, who is one of the CEO of the companies, uh, he has been there. He disappeared and has stayed there. Wrote this letter saying he's never coming back. He's a changed person. All this stuff, right? So Lockhart goes there to basically bring him back to figure out some legal stuff before they a big merger they have coming up. Nefarious legal stuff. Nefarious. Nefarious. Uh, that they have coming up for this big merger, right? So. When Lockhart gets there, though, everything's just fucking weird. It's like this weird, like, utopia where all these old people are just living their best life. It's like the, uh, it's like what you envision a retirement home being, but none of them actually are. Just kind of how it comes across. Right. It's like, like everyone's it's, just happy. They're it's, just doing their thing. Like, it's, it's what people, it's what people tell themselves the place that they just dump their mother off to is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you think to, it's this to, place, to help, but it's really the place from to help Happy them, Gilmore. To help them sleep <laughs> at night. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I'm not a terrible person for dumping my mother off there. Which, which ironically enough, is part of a subplot of Lockhart's story because he <laughs> dumped his mother off into a shitty nursing home and exactly. she resents him for it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so he's there and he quickly starts to realize that things are just weird and not what they seem. People are giving him the runaround. They're not telling him the truth. And then he goes to leave and he gets into this really bad car accident, wakes up as now a patient of of the uh, the, of the center. Of and the, the entire movie, center. the entire theme of the movie is, I'm not a patient, right? You've been a patient since day one. Like, yeah. Come on, dude. Um, and that's the movie. It's trying to figure out what this place is all about, what they're doing there, what, what the 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 real purpose of this place is because it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And it's kind of like, it's two and a half hours of him just trying to figure this out. And I say that because God damn it, this movie did not need to be two and a half hours long. It definitely did. Fuck's sake. It definitely This didn't. movie needed to be an hour and a half long tops. For sure. Um, Fuck. <laughs> you, I think you hated this movie way more than I did. I hated it because I was fucking bored. Like I was watching, I was like, nothing is happening. There was a lot of that. I did. Oh my god! Uh, like, it drove me nuts. It was shot really nicely. Oh, the um, cinematography. The fucking beautiful. obviously, the Swiss Alps are just, you know, they like, did not film this. I know, but like, <laughs> but like for the for like the, well. They filmed the, it. The, they filmed the, the whole I know movie they filmed Germany, it in Germany, but and like they the green screened in basically digitally right. put in the Swiss Alps. Right. Yeah. The the it, well, I'm saying like okay, so like from a cinema cinema cinematographer standpoint, cinematat has cinematographic standpoint, <laughs> like 
the 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 landscapes and stuff were beautiful. It was like nice to look at. Oh, I agree with that. Um, yeah. When he's exploring the place, it's got like a really cool sort of eerie vibe. Sort of. Yep. Uh, a lot of the shots are cool too. Like yeah, be that's like really weird. Like weird magnifying glasses or through these weird holes that they shoot through. Like it's 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 really right, or like the cool. like the scene where he's trying to find Pembroke in the in the steam baths and he's like walking around and the door like the walls keep closing behind him and then he looks and he sees the fucking stag walking across it. Like there's just uh, there's some really cool stuff in here. And okay. even the stuff stop, with the, stop, stop what? that stag. Let's talk about that stag. Well, because when they, when they hit it with the car, when they hit that stag with the car, it's one of the worst CG animals bad. I've seen in a movie in a long time. That was really bad. So incredibly bad. I was talking more so about when it walked uh, across the doorway in the steamy room. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That I, looked, I had to bring that up. Though. That looked cool, but yeah, when it was <laughs> like when they first hit it, it looked okay. But then when it crawled out of the ditch and it was like trying to walk away in the road, that looked really, really, really so bad. So dumb. Yeah. Um. Uh, I the concept of this movie is really cool. I agree. Like the idea of you show up at this place to try and retrieve somebody else, and then they very innocently just sort of because he gets a he gets in this terrible accident. So they said, "Well, you know what? We called your boss already. Everything's squared away. You just stay here. You recover for a few days, and everything's going to be fine. Enjoy mm-hmm. the layout. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the company. Enjoy the landscape." Everything's fine, and it so it starts off cool because you, even though it's a this nice place where you can kind of start to feel comfortable, you get the sense that there's like something very sinister happening the mm-hmm. entire time, and they also don't really bury the lead on like you shouldn't be drinking the water because that everybody no, everybody they, specifically tells them like oh, make sure you stay hydrated drink lots of water drink all the water they literally show a creature in the water within the first half an hour of the movie and then they expect you to just kind of like forget about it like if i found a little creepy crawly tadpole looking thing in the water that i was drinking i wouldn't be drinking any of that water for the re- entire rest <laughs> of my stay there yeah but like, at the, yeah but at, they don't bury the lead at all but at the same time i think that uh I think that there's something intoxicating about the water too. Like I don't I, like he starts like maybe they're drink, addicted he, to it. In a way, cuz it's okay. you know they they say later that. in the, they say later in the movie that this place is built on this ancient aquifer that it turns out has these healing properties, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that even though he sees that sort of little creepy crawly thing in the water at first he keeps going back to the water and the way he drinks it, it doesn't just look like a dude drinking a glass of water. It looks like somebody who's like fiending for it. Yeah. Like he's really drinking the water. You know what I mean? Like, and, and because his lips all wrapped around it and he's he's just sucking the life out of the water. Unless that's just how he drinks water. In which case I would never go weird. I I would never go out to eat with him. I couldn't stand it, dude. (laughs) I noticed that exact same thing too. I'm like, like, what is he doing with his lips right now? Like, what the either, fuck, dude? Either drink from a either either drink from a straw, or I'm not eating with you anymore because that's fucking so, weird. This sort of illustrates something that I thought about Dane De, uh, Dehan. Dane Dehan. Dehan. Uh, I didn't like him in this movie. I didn't either. No, I, his acting felt forced. Yeah, it didn't feel like he was comfortable with the role he was playing, and it also just didn't feel like he was right for that role. 
honestly. I didn't think so either because what he was supposed to be in the beginning of the movie, which was like just a complete, like, just like a Wall Street asshole, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, like, it didn't he, work. It he's, just didn't, it's a miscast. He still, he still looks, and even though, I, yeah, he's probably our age. He's, he has he's the still good smug look. I'll give him that. There's but. something. There's something about him that still looks like a kid, though. You know what sure. I mean? Like sure. he looks way too young. He's he actually look grizzled he, enough to be in that world. Either. He's actually not unlike Leonardo DiCaprio in that way. Like Leonardo DiCaprio for years and years and years and years and years always looked way younger than he actually was. But was but what was good about Leo DiCaprio is that he could come off like he belonged. Right? He might look young. He might look like he didn't belong, but then the second he opened his mouth, it his confidence. You realize that he, oh, he does belong, right? Right. Dane Lockhart or Dahan. Dane Lockhart, yeah. No, Dane Dahan uh, doesn't didn't. Doesn't. Can't talk. Dane Dahan doesn't have that skill. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Um, no, he just. That's not to say he was bad. He just didn't make you just believe yeah, that he was right capable of being that character yeah you know yeah um yeah i don't know i I just wasn't i was not a big fan let me let me just say let me just say flat out too i'm like i'm so maybe i maybe if i was part of this world i would feel differently but i'm not so i don't um like being part of the corporate world in america would just suck balls oh yeah life sucking dude those, those people like are just like I was actually, I was, I was, uh, I don't want to like call people out here. I was, I was, I was, I was, uh, dropping my son off at one of his places that he, that he goes to, you know, every day. And, and, uh, I don't, I like, I don't want to speak ill of this person because he's actually a really nice guy, but he's part of sort of the corporate world. And you know it's been nice for the last few days. So when when we get there, we roll down our windows and just chill out. You know, let the let the breeze kick through the the enclave a little bit. And he had his windows down in his car, and he was taking a business call. And like people in the corporate world, especially dudes, they all have the same voice. Oh sure. Like hey, like uh, well, uh, just uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at these numbers and uh, I'll run it up the ladder and uh, I'll get back to you about. It's almost these like and... a voice for radio. Yeah, it's like what the fuck are you doing, on a show dude? Like, do you go home and talk is. to your wife like that? Like, hey, uh, honey, what's uh? I really like these uh, potatoes. What's, uh, but, what's uh, for uh... dinner tonight? Uh, I know I don't make you happy, but uh, <laughs> just pretend like you like me for another fifteen years while the kids are home, and then uh, I can't we'll... I can't grow it any bigger. <laughs> I know I know it's got a pretty severe lilt to the left, <laughs> but uh, could you at least pretend that you like it? I don't know. There's like I was I was listening to this call because he had it fucking blasting over his radio. Yeah. And I was like, and and he's not like that. Like he doesn't put on that voice. But the guy on the other on the other end, like, oh, oh, I don't know. Oh. He kind of did when he was on the phone in the beginning of the movie. When no, no, no. I'm the, I'm saying this guy in real life. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like he's he wasn't really putting on the voice, but the guy on the other end of the phone, I'll I'll run this up the ladder and uh, I'll get back to you with it. I'm just like, fuck, dude. I'm so glad I'm not a part of that world because 
I think I would constantly <laughs> no, be no, telling. No. You were thinking, I'm so glad I don't have to run up ladders. I'm so <laughs> out of shape. No, I would actually, I would prefer to run up ladders all day <laughs> rather than be a part of that world. I don't know. Like, I, it's just that fake, like, I don't know. I'd, I'd constantly be telling dudes, like, because you know me, I'm like, once I get close enough to people, I, I don't mind calling them out on their dumb shit like i do it to brian all the me, time me neither and and i'm i'd just be like hey dude fucking talk to me like you know like a regular person you don't need to talk to me like that like what i, I don't know i can't do it it's fucking yeah i'm, I'm so no, glad that i'm not a part of the corporate world <laughs> um anyway so let's let's get into the because I want to talk about some things about this movie that you need to know the end, uh, ending about. So once yeah. again, if you're still into this, listening to this, then like fuck off because we're we're gonna ruin everything. <laughs> but um, so there's a backstory to this entire place. The backstory is that back in like olden times, there was uh, a guy that uh, a baron that was completely obsessed with his bloodline and thought that he could only have a child with the most purest part of his bloodline, which would have been his sister, right? Oh. So there's this whole story about how he basically like, like keeps trying to have babies with his sister and they all keep coming out deformed and stuff. It's this really fucked up story, right? Yeah. And they, they spin this. And then there's like a big fire. The, the people around him end up setting the whole place on fire because they know what he's doing. And it's, it's this big, long ordeal of disgusting ancestral hierarchy basically i think i think you mean hot oh hot turkey <laughs> hot turkey hot turkey what hot, <laughs> hot turkey <laughs> that hot is some hot turkey hot ancestral turkey <laughs> um no so like there's this there's this whole like mythos behind the the origins of the property where this wellness center is right right, right. Um, and as the story plays out, again, spoilers, as the story plays out, you do come to find out at the very end of the movie that the young girl that we were talking about earlier, um, her name is escaping me right now, Hannah. Hannah. You find out that Hannah is actually the daughter of Vulmer, and they're both like hundreds of years old. And the, the idea here is that this wellness center was set up on these springs that had these rejuvenal properties to it, basically. Mm -hmm. And he, through testing on back in the day, it was like slaves and townspeople and this and that. They found out a way to basically harness that and take these uh, uh, vitamins, as they called them, right? And they and it kept them young. And so these two people that you've known the entire movie are actually super fucking old. They've been old for a long time. They've just been staying the same. Yeah. Until, until his daughter came of age. Which, as you would imagine, <laughs> if you're stunting their growth and keeping them young all the time, that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And where we are at in the story, uh, Lockhart befriends Hannah, takes a liking to her, and Volmer is threatened by that. And throughout the course of all of this, Hannah has her first period. Mm -hmm. Doesn't know what's going on. It's the whole it, the whole age thing's a bit ironic when uh, Lockhart escapes there and takes Hannah with her, and they go to a bar. And he's like, "Do you want a beer?" She looks like she's like thirteen, quite frankly. Yeah. Yet 
she actually goes, oh, well, yeah, I'm old enough. Like, because she's fucking <laughs> I'm, 100 years old. Yeah. I'm, I'm 200 years old. She just looks old. like she's 13 years old. Like, yeah. It's it's kind of weird. You don't notice that until like later on when you know what's going on. Right. Um, And it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's some really fucking creepy ass scenes at the end of this movie where Lockhart literally ties his daughter to a bed, rips her clothes you, you, off, you, and you, tries you, to rape her. Yeah, yeah. It's real fucking creepy. Yeah. It's um real <clears throat> creepy. Yeah, it's it's terrible. This movie is so much different than what I thought it was gonna be. Um when I when I saw the trailers for this movie, they they set it up as like this amazing psychological thriller that was just gonna be like I like I'm trying to think of a good movie that I like to compare it to like that I Inception thought it was gonna be like or Shutter Island. <laughs> Maybe, may, like, I, I, I just thought, I, I felt like this was going to be one of those movies from from the first time I saw one of the trailers, I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those ones that we probably talk about for hours, right? Yeah. I was like, there's there's going to be all kinds of hidden messages, and, 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 and to be fair, like, the first two hours of the movie was that. Like there was a was there it was, though? I mean, they there really wasn't though. Like he like Gore Verbinski did a good job of making it seem very like mysterious. Deep like, there, and mysterious. Like, like there's more going on under the surface. And eventually that was all explained, but there's nothing there's nothing like interpretive about it. Well, no, but that's the thing, is like you know? if if you didn't see the last twenty minutes of this movie, you could you could assume that up until that point there was a lot of like psychological fuckery like like that that he was slowly going like slowly being driven crazy sure uh, or or maybe being drugged to 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 uh you know like to the point where he was having these weird visions and stuff like that you sure. could you could safely assume that and then you get to the last 20 minutes of the movie and Which are bat shit crazy by the way. And this motherfucker the entire movie fucking shifts. This fucking this dude's like the last the last 20 minutes of the movie honestly felt like um like the mummy to say oh the, okay. Like the mummy with like Bre- the, the Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fra- yes. the Brendan Fraser. I was person. actually going to go with a Marvel movie. Because yeah. honestly, God, like, so, like, like he looks like Red thing. Skull, except for with yes, a green face. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> Volmore literally rips his fucking face off and looks like the green version of Red Skull. <laughs> he goes from he goes from Volmer to Voldemort, and he literally and then like, suddenly he has super strength where he can <laughs> throw he can throw Lockhart across the room with one arm. Like, well, what is, the fuck is well, happening he is, right he is now? He's three hundred years old. That like doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like that's where the movie that's where the movie completely lost me. I was like, yeah, and I it, agree. And it's not even like if the whole movie had been like that, I would be like, okay, it's like a fucking action movie. You know, it's like like I said, it, it like if the whole movie was because like the Brendan Fraser Mummy movie, I actually like that movie. Oh, I love those movies. If, Are you kidding if me? I if great. if the whole movie were like a Brendan Fraser Mummy movie, I'd be like, okay, I'm here for it. That's cool. Sure, sure. But, but the whole was, movie was set but up the like whole that. movie was like a fucking. It felt like a. Like a like a Lars von Trier movie or something for the first hour and a half. Yeah, and then all of a sudden a bloated. It, I mean, granted, I don't like Lars von Trier to begin with, but like uh, I don't this either. Movie really, just but felt like, fucking bloated. Like it did not need to be this long. It, but then it shifted to like, like something that ugh. was completely different. 
And it's weird. They're, it's like if 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 the whole movie had been like the first half, I probably would have liked it. And if the whole movie had been like the second half, I probably would have liked it. But the two halves put together yeah. just didn't work for me. If the only if, if the whole movie would have been like the first half and only as long as the first half, then it would have been good. <laughs> like I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know if this was Gore Verbinski like trying to just kind of overdo it. Maybe he was full of his own shit. Like this is this reminds me, this movie reminds me of uh, the latest Smashing Pumpkins record, Seer, right? Where there's really good, there's good spots in that record, right? It's, it's a 24, I think, 20, 24 track record that mm-hmm. should have been like a 16 track record. Yeah. There's so much bloated filler on it that it ruins everything else that is good about it. Mm-hmm. Like it just ruins it. And you know why, and you know why it was like that? He they they didn't work with a producer, and I felt like if Gore Verbinski had somebody producing quote unquote producing this movie, telling him not to do certain things or telling him to cut this down, you know, you know, keep you on track for a for a movie, this would have been way better. Right. Like this is this is that equivalent, like that the the record to to to, to movie equivalent. You know, um, I just yeah, it just, it just didn't work. Like I don't know. And coming from the guy that did the Pirates of the Caribbean movies that are very tight and concise and, like, he knows how to keep a story moving. It's very shocking to me that he would make Those a movie Those are pretty that, long, though, too. They're long, but they're not like, bad, though. That's the no, thing, though. Yeah. Like, they're, they're entertaining. Well, those, are also, those are also even, epics, you know, like... This. But this movie wasn't even entertaining, though. Like, it was just boring. Like, I think it... The last it was... 20 minutes of the movie happens so fast... Like there's so yeah. much packed in the last 20 minutes yeah. of this movie, they could have extended that out to the last 40 minutes, and it would have made for such a better movie. Yeah, you know, like this, the the pacing is off, the the storytelling is off, that this everything's off on this. It just doesn't work. It's yeah. kind of a mess. <clears throat> and I feel like they were like I, in the beginning of the movie when they had sort of the the monologue, which was actually the letter being read by the by uh, Penbrook. It, talking about just how um you know being part of being part of the corporate world or always chasing chasing these chasing money and chasing notoriety and stuff like that how it's so toxic to the human spirit and to the human body like i was like i was like that's a cool message that's a cool message to start off with i'm interested in seeing where they go from here you know yeah and There's, and and they could I feel like they could have really made a a cool movie that was a commentary on on how we put too much pressure on ourselves to perform to find success in in the way that we gauge success nowadays which is sure. money and sure. money and power and stuff like that which is all you know complete bullshit yeah, they it, there's they, definitely a they way they really to could do have it. made something cool out of it instead they they kind of dropped that that message about 40 minutes into the movie and then went off on this weird tangent about fucking eels and shit like okay. that. <laughs> like, thank you for bringing that up. What the fuck do the eels have to do with anything? I get what the water has to do with it. I understand the idea that they're using the bodies to purify the water to get right. into the vitamin form. But what the fuck do the eels have anything to do with it? So he explained that the eels, the eels typically live about 10 years, right? Yes, but within they live the three hundred years but within in the water, the, within that aquifer, they live three hundred years. So they obviously know that the aquifer has 
properties that okay, that that's, cause that's longer fine. life. Great, that's fine. That's the aquifer. I what f- do the eels have anything to do with it, though? Why do the eels need to go into the people's bodies? I think that they, because they were in those, like, iron lung-looking things, whatever, you know? Yeah. That were, like, that was, like, squeezing out the this life was, This juice. is what was called the treatment. Right. The the infusion frugal or whatever the hell it was called. Infusion frugal. Infusion frugal. I think that the eels within the body of the person somehow somehow like stimulate <laughs> somehow stimulated the process of like producing that elixir that was coming How? out of the bottom of the I fuck I don't know yeah, you don't know my point is they no, don't it's a, that's at purely all. conjecture because eels, you know you're right like it doesn't make any have sense nothing to do with I story. think that they were just a vehicle of uh of 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 um weirdness yeah, just a, a vehicle, vehicle like a vehicle, vehicle of discomfort and anxiety because they oh, looked it was stupid. They looked fucking. They looked cool. They looked cool. Like and in the yes, scene where he was in the, where he's deep throating a whole bunch of eels. I get that, but like in this, it doesn't like make, in the, it doesn't make like any in, fucking sense. Like in the scene where he was in the, uh, um, uh, what, what would you call one of those? Like the uh, the chamber, the fucking the sensory depth sensory chamber? the sensory yeah. depth sensory yeah. depth chamber. That scene was awesome. It was great. When all the eels showed up. If they had, like, to me, I was hoping that they would have, I was hoping that the eels were more of a psychological thing. Which they were. But they were real, though. Were they? I think so. Because they weren't in the, but they weren't in the bottom of the, they weren't in the bottom of the tank, though, when the other people looked down. Well, when Hannah got in the pool and she, oh yeah, I guess there was no like outlet for the. Hmm. So here's here's the difference between these two movies. Yeah, I don't know. With Shutter Island, everything that you're a little bit confused about, right? If you think about it long enough, you can sort of make sense of it, right? right like, oh right. well, it's because this wasn't real, this and that, right? Right. The thing about a cure for wellness, it doesn't really give you that out because it doesn't set up a story that things could be one way or the other. They just kind of put stuff in there it's more like they put stuff in there just to that's how it feels just to serve the visual side of the story Yeah, maybe we're missing something but that's how it feels and it just doesn't work it's not even it's not even obvious enough that you're supposed to think deeper into it right um also the song how did lockhart's mother know the same song that hannah sings can you explain I that? I did to me? read one I did read one thing and I have no idea where the I don't I, this seems baseless to me. But somebody said what if because there is a scene where uh Lockhart's mom he has a vision of her in the hospital. Yeah. In not in the not in the hospital but particularly in the like the wellness center. Right? It was there? I think so. Okay. Some some weird vision that he had or something like that. And this person suggested that maybe he and Hannah... And again, this is completely baseless. I'm trying to work it out in my head, like, why this person would even say it. But, like, maybe he and Hannah well, I know were that actually... His dad, I know Lockhart's Maybe he dad, and Hannah were actually brother and sister somehow. I know that Lockhart's dad knew Pembroke. Because they talk about that. Pembroke talks about Lockhart's dad. Right. So is there a connection somehow between the firm? Because my other question was, why the fuck did all the firm people show up at the wellness center at the end of the movie? Doesn't make any sense. 
They don't connect it at all. Well, unless I'm well, missing well, they were in the middle like, of like they were in the middle of some urgent merger. Like they needed Pembroke to be back in New York. ASAP so what, were so they just they going could... to the wellness center to be patients themselves? To no. me, it seems like they were going there to. to no, get I think they were going up. to retrieve Pembroke. Yeah. And 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 uh, what's his face? And uh, I, yeah, I don't I, know. The whole, I don't remember. It's this, not. I don't know. I, I, I feel like this. I feel like this movie enough had to a, understand. I feel like this opinion, movie had a lot of ideas that never were properly fleshed out. No, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. Unless there's something I'm just completely missing, which yeah. is possible. I've I've missed things before, but like, I don't know. I like, agree. It's it, I, we, we we probably are missing something. But the the fact of the matter is this though, this movie did not do a good enough job to make me care to want to go back and rewatch it. And that's the that. thing. You know that's, the that's the thing. thing. Compare, com- compare this movie with, uh, with shutter Island upon, upon watching shutter Island for the first time, you think to yourself, I think I might've missed some stuff in that sure. movie. And it, and, and it was done so well that you care so much about what you miss that you want to immediately go back and watch it sure. again. This and one, then you go back and don't. you watch it again. You watch it for a second time and you go, okay, I think I got everything worked out. And then all of a sudden you start having more I questions. Gotta and you're like, again. I got to fucking yeah. watch it a third time. And with, with, in this movie, wellness, in this movie, I don't feel like nothing. I missed anything to the point where I care enough to go back and see anything. No, I'm sure we missed stuff. Sure. I just don't care. Right. It wasn't engaging enough for me to go back and rewatch exactly. two and a half fucking hours of the shit. Right. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just don't. Right. So that's where I'm going to end it. Like, I did not yeah, like this movie at all. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say that I hated it, but I. I... Cinema, Cinema Blend gave this, movie's, gave this movie a five out of five stars. Really? Yeah. I don't get that. I don't get it either. And they they weren't the only ones. Maybe now, granted, this movie got panned as well. Maybe there's but, something. Like, it was weird. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. It's it's bizarre. I mean, from a technical standpoint, I could see. I could see why you would give it, a, a like major props because it's it's beautifully shot. It looks really nice. Yeah. But to me, that's like that's really its biggest its biggest draw is that it looks good. Other than that, it's like. Eh. You know? My 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 biggest takeaway is at the end of the movie when Lockhart steals the car with Hannah and they're driving away, right? The bike. The bike, rather, yeah. And they're driving away at the very end of the movie. This would have been a great origin story for the Joker. I was going to say, what was that smile at the end? Yeah, because that's the thing. I might not have liked him for this role, uh-huh. but he's weird enough to play the Joker. And it's funny because he reminds me of the Joker from... Uh, what's the, what was that TV show? Uh, Arkham. 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 No. No. Uh, Gotham. Gotham. He reminds me of the Joker from the Gotham, and I fucking hated. I hate the kid that plays Joker in in Gotham. <laughs> yeah. But they have very similar mannerisms and, and like facial like features. Yeah. He would have been perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Creepy ass version of of Dane Dwayne, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Like that would have been stick with that Dane Dwayne, Dane Dwayne, Dane Dehan, whatever. Like he he actually might make a perfect Joker. Honestly, that'd be mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah. that was my one my one takeaway from this movie is that this guy should, would be better in another movie. <laughs> I don't know what that tells you, but that's where we're at. <laughs> so 
Um, yeah, I think we're gonna call it right there because we're yeah, we should. we're we're on the we're on the better side of a three hour episode here. We are, we are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it for Shutter Island and Cure for Wellness. Watch both of them. Let us know what you think. But uh, mm-hmm. especially go watch Shutter Island three or four times and definitely know us what that definitely let us know what you think about that because. So, well, I'm gonna watch it again. I got some more ideas, so no, I agree I with you. To, I need to pick this one apart a little bit more. I also might watch the uh, commentary on it, honestly. See if there's any more tidbits we get. I from, don't want to watch commentary things. just in case my theories are wrong. <laughs> I don't want to be shot down. <laughs> but fair enough, fair enough. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't know what we're doing for next week. I don't even know I don't, if we know either, what James. we're doing for next week. So we'll announce we, that later. We used on to pick our... ahead, but we're not anymore. Yeah, so, we're not. You know. We're just flying by the seat of our pants here. Uh, so we will announce that on our socials and if. If you want to find us on our socials, of course, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. We're on all major streaming sites, so uh, tell a friend and uh, let's get the party going here. Uh, also, we are on James. Yes, I don't Drugs. know if you knew this. <laughs> We're on YouTube. Oh shit! We got some shows on YouTube. Well, it's one show, a couple different episodes. <laughs> We haven't been there for a while because of fucking COVID. Yeah. We can't get together to do it. Yeah. Um, but go check out the back catalog. It's fun. Hang out yeah, with us. It's fun. Uh, get ho- used to it because we're going to be back soon. Hopefully soon. So, yeah, we'll yeah. be back at it. And maybe even with some new, uh, with some new fucking, uh, not episodes, but. Uh, no, not new episodes. We're not going to be back with new episodes. Not features, <laughs> segments. I don't know, man. We're, we're going to dis- be doing stuff. I we're discussing we're some say. new stuff, so it should be yeah. fun. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, go check it out. Um, in the meantime, hey man, hey man, it was a nice, it was a nice it was shot. A, it was a good time. Hey, man. <laughs> bring it back to filter. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll take it out on that. Cheers, Cheers, bud. Have a good night.